0: Hey guys, this is Rich Bokini. This is the princess of pro wrestling, SoCal Val. Teddy Stigma,
1: the world's worst role model. This is Holiday. This is Steve Young. E-F-F-Y-F-E. And you're listening to the only podcast that calls it Right Down the Middle. The Whole Refin Show.
0: And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it Right Down the Middle. (laughs) The Whole Refin Show. Hello, 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 and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another exciting episode of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. That would be the whole ref and show. My name is Perry Smith. And my name is Darren Beasley. And we got lots of wrestle news and wrestle views on today's episode. Uh, a lot of interesting, uh, well, uh, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of variety in the news right now. Wrestle Kingdom 12 has a dynamite match announced involving Kenny Omega and a former WWE champion. What, what? That's right. Wrestle Kingdom is their Wrestlemania, but some say, some being Kenny Omega, that it's now the other way around. Ooh. Speaking of WWE, a WWE superstar has left the company after his one-year uh, tenure at said company, uh, that man is a friend of the show, actually. we we'll don't get to say that very often when it comes to WWE, guys. But James Ellsworth, sadly, leaving the
1: company. Oh, uh, Mr. Ellsworth has left the building. Say it ain't so. It is so. <laughs> Fair enough. Former WWE
0: champion and employee, Jack Swagger, uh, has decided to not do more wrestling so much as start up at Bellator. So we're going to see Jack Swagger in some quote-unquote real fights. <laughs> right? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel weird saying that, of course. we got to protect the business. Got to protect the business. But that's just a very interesting transition. Hopefully it doesn't end the way CM Punk's uh, short, short-lived MMA career uh, went. And uh, finishing off the headlines with uh, some news about... Potentially still WWE employee Neville. Whoa, I'm surprised. King of the Cruiserweights, we all thought he was done with WWE, but apparently WWE not done with Neville, so we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, also, of course, this weekend, it is a busy weekend for WWE and NXT in Houston, Texas. we got to talk about NXT war games going on this Saturday. Hell yes. Uh, not just talk about it, Darren and I have to duke it out and our Head to head, head to head, and with war games, NXT Takeover. Of course, there is typically a WWE pay per view slash network exclusive. There you go, Darren. Uh, that follows Takeover, Thank and you. this
1: time it is, of course, one of the big four. It is WWE Survivor Series. That's right. It is that time of year. That is one of the four dates, the four special dates in which we get. This crossover show, this co-branded show, and we, of course, have TakeOver the day before. It's when WWE comes into a city, descends upon the wrestling fans of that city, and provides 48 hours of amazing wrestling entertainment. No matter your feelings about the WWE and the way they book things and how Raw and SmackDown can be boring, there's nothing like... (laughs) Just shit all over both brands just now. Well, they kind of just No matter how you feel. I mean, yes, Raw's book poorly and SmackDown is very boring, but you I didn't say that. I said no matter how you, you dear listeners. Okay, well, it's not like like you you were. Well, it was my voice, but I was speaking. Okay, okay. I was speaking for for many others. No, I'm saying because there are some people that love it. Some people that don't. Some people that are lukewarm. Some people are Luke Skywalker. And uh, nevertheless... You cannot deny the power of these big weekends, these big takeover shows, 24 hours before a big major pay per view, especially the co branded ones. You know, WrestleMania is is the end all be all, and SummerSlam is really starting to catch up with it. But do not forget Survivor Series and Royal Rumble. I won't forget. I will not forget either one of them.
0: But it, it is always a nice one two punch: the takeover into uh, Survivor Series. So. Uh, Looking forward to getting to that. Obviously, another head-to-head. Head-to-head. Will take place. uh, Very busy weekend, so we're very busy here on the show. So let's get into it. Let's talk about them.
1: Headlines. Coming up soon in just a month and a half, January 4th, 2018, Live from the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to put on their Wrestlemania, their Super Bowl, their super spectacular Wrestle Kingdom. This will be Wrestle Kingdom 12 and they are starting to stack up an amazing card that you do not want to miss. And we've already heard we're getting an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match in the main event between the Rainmaker, Kashka Okada, and the leader of LIJ himself, Tetsuya Naito. Naito. Now, I really don't think that match can be topped. But if any match could, it is the recently announced Surprise match. I don't know anybody that wasn't surprised by this. I was completely blindsided. The announcement that... They called Kenny... Sandra Bullock. <laughs> the blindside oh there. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I never saw that movie. I, I never saw it's that probably movie. probably a good thing. Uh, I, I
0: did see it on a flight once. Which means I watched it and didn't hear it.
1: Oh yeah, I saw uh, like a, a similar... Feel good uh sports movie on a plane once. It was I don't even remember what it was now. I think it was some Texas uh college basketball team, maybe? I don't know. What was with, with Josh Lucas? Yes with Josh Lucas Was it Freedom Road? It was Freedom Road. There you go. How do you know about Freedom Road? I could be wrong about that title. It might be Glory Road, but... I think it's Glory th- there's Road. There's some sort of road. It's sort of... It's Freedom Fries. Mm. I was eating the, Freedom yes. Fries at the time, which is actually why I couldn't hear them. Back movie. when Josh Lucas had a uh, an acting career. Ooh, and back when French fries were referred to as Freedom Fries. <laughs> yes.
0: Remember that hour? <laughs> when you re- refer to him as Freedom Prize for now, yeah, okay.
1: I I do. That, I, I uh, good ashamedly, ashamedly, ashamedly. <laughs> well, I use my Hunt's ketchup because oh, you know, I was uh, you know it happens. Hunt's ketchup happens. Hashtag Hunt's ketchup happens. <laughs> the, the... one result. <laughs> <laughs> It's a picture of me eating freedom <laughs> fries on an airplane oh, watching God. Josh Lucas from back in like in Glory Road 2007. Something came like out. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or maybe even earlier. Ugh.
0: Welcome, folks, to the only uh, Glory Road
1: podcast that calls it right down the middle. Oh, man. Okay, but no. No more. No okay, more sorry. about Glory Road. Okay. No more about Glory Road. Okay. Uh, well, until later. But. <laughs> When this goes off the air, we'll go back to Glory Road. <laughs> I promise we'll talk about Glory Road later. Please. Uh, no, but at Wrestle Kingdom 12, what the surprise match? Kenny Omega, the cleaner of the Bullet Club, one third of the elite, is going to take on the challenger who surprised Omega, New Japan, and the world. And that is. Lionheart Chris Jericho Y2J yeah really surprising uh obviously
0: Jericho is is fighting Kenny Omega first of all we we have we have to call back to a couple episodes ago when we're talking about uh Jericho and, and Omega kind of getting into it on Twitter right which we now realize that we're completely we're complete buffoons who totally got worked? Oh, we got worked. Because well, also, it's it, shame on me. I should have known better. Because this was going on, they're arguing with each other, and it seemed like pretty, pretty legit barbs at each other. Also, they didn't start it. A fan started it. So that, that that's also. It was kind of like, oh, like oh, this fan said, and then right. whatever. Um, but when I realized that Kenny Omega was gonna be on Chris Jericho's like Wrestle Cruise, like immediately after this <laughs> happened, it was like, oh, I'm an idiot. Of course, the fucking work. I'm a mark. Anyway,
1: all I know about this match, and this is all I know, mind you, <laughs> is that I can't wait. Yeah. I am so excited to see Chris Jericho through that New Japan lens, both literally and figuratively. That setting, the Tokyo Dome, what music is he going to come out to? I, ha- I have a feeling uh, it might be Fuzzy it comes out, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. If it's a good... Well, that Judas song they have is the only one I think I've ever heard, actually. Okay. It's definitely the only one I've ever liked. Darren, it's a single. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's actually a good song. The entire album's a single. No, 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 no that was a joke. Anyway, but go ahead. No, I am excited about the idea that... I, hey, Well, first of all, I'm going to buy their network. I'm getting New Japan World. It's only... Uh, nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine yen, I believe. I think that's what uh, that's when Don Callis, aka Cyrus, aka the Jackal, who is the English commentator, will definitely tell you and sell you New Japan World streaming service. Gotta get it. I'm not gonna wait and try and get some pirated. YouTube copied days later. We never did that anyway, Darren, last time. I was going to say, okay. like other people do. Okay. But this time, I am definitely, definitely going to be on the ball and on January the 4th or the 3rd or the 5th or whatever weird hour I'm going to have to... Weird-ass Tokyo time. <laughs> <laughs> how dare they not be Eastern Standard Time in Tokyo? It'd be nice. It'd be nice. If they if they wrestled at 4 in the morning or whatever, fuck. Right? Wouldn't it be
0: nice? Or whatever that's about. So, obviously, Jericho versus Kenny Omega, that, that's already kind of a very cool dream match never thought you'd see. Um, but the question is, how did Uncle Vinny Mac... Take that. Vince McMahon had to have heard this. Someone ran up to him and said, Mr. McMahon! Mr. McMahon! Chris Jericho is going to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom! It was probably
1: Gerald Briscoe.
0: There's no way that he said, Oh, okay, good for him. He had to say, like, Well, fuck you then, Chris. Like, I mean, he had to take it as kind of a, Oh, is that right? I mean, if he's doing cease and desists for the young buck for even throwing up a fucking hand gesture right. Um, that he didn't, which he in no way created, by the way, you know, it's not like he's Bischoff saying don't do something that I did on my show. Right. He's saying don't do something that happened on a show that I bought, basically. Right. Uh, which is complete bullshit. Um, he could not have been happy about Jericho wrestling. You know, and it, it probably took it as to some kind of a maybe a slight, even though it's obviously not. Jericho's like, go wrestle Kenny Omega the Tokyo Dome. Uh, yes,
1: I'll do that. I I really don't know what to think. I I haven't read any. Uh... Uh, confirmed report that McMahon knew or did not know. I uh, have heard. I've heard unconfirmed reports to to both. Those are just as good, Darren. So that support both that's of those news. statements. That's news. It is news anymore. What a scoop! Right? Someone tweeted it. It is fact. Yo, man, that's good. Yeah, I I copied and pasted that tweet onto Wikipedia. It is now gospel. <laughs> Seriously, though, there are reports uh, that support both claims. That Jericho, uh, who is not under contract to WWE, did do just the gentleman's gesture of letting Vince know, hey, I'm going to do this. And Vince, I think because Vince is a businessman more than anything, uh, gave him the blessing simply in a business capacity. Right. But I've also heard that, yeah, like you said, Somebody, probably Gerald Briscoe, came running up and tattletailed on uh, on Jericho, who did not tell Vince. So either way, it's really none of Vince's business. It literally isn't, but it is because now now
0: McMahon thinks that he made Chris Jericho, and in a, in a way, he did. It well, God, man, Jericho never would have become WWE champion. That's not true. Because if Booker T became WWE Champion, Jericho probably could have become one of
1: well. Oh, I think Jericho could have been every bit as big of a star in WCW as he was in the WWF before WWF ended up buying WCW. Because right. it wasn't until WWF bought WCW that the uh, plans even became possible that would culminate And Chris Jericho becoming the first ever undisputed world heavyweight champion, holding both the WWF championship and the WCW championship. Again, mind-blowing. Can't believe he did it. Beat Austin and The Rock in the same night. First man to ever do that. First man to hold those two belts simultaneously. Jericho could have retired that next night, and his career would have been made. But anyway, long before... That happened. Had Jericho not gone over to WWF, yeah, he was totally trending on a path that by the time you had Booker T and Scott Steiner and Chris Benoit and then a latter days Sid all holding that big gold belt, mm-hmm. uh, Jericho would have had it by then. Jericho Said would versus Jericho, that would have been cool. Yeah. Well, think about Jericho... He would have figured very prominently, at least under the Russo regime. Right. Uh, I mean... The Russo regime. <laughs> I mean, think about it. If Russo loved Jeff Jarrett that much and would do that much sort of over-the-top, uh, sort of snide but tongue-in-cheek type of stuff with the chosen one, Jeff Jarrett, imagine what he would have done with Jericho. Russo would have made Jericho the champion in a heartbeat. But that being said... Vince is the one who did put both belts on Jericho at the end of the day and all these other uh, idioms and grammatical cliches I'm throwing out McMahon is the one he did in in a way he did make Jericho more than a superstar he made him immortal he definitely immortalized Jericho with that with that undisputed championship reign i I agree I totally agree
0: so. Vince McMahon, at the very least, a little hurt by Jericho doing this. Uh, probably co-headlining. I mean, it, it's got to be the, 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 the sub-main event, at least. You would think so, especially after... Or even even if it's like a double-main event, because their yeah. U.S. titles it held in pretty high regards. Absolutely. Since Omega won it, he's kept it, so that, that's a big deal. So, obviously can't wait to Wrestle Kingdom. I was looking forward to it anyway... Uh, but now, just another reason to to check
1: it out for sure. We'll, we'll talk more about the Wrestle Kingdom 12 card uh, the more we hear about it because uh, we're big fans. Yeah, the, the, my favorite part about Wrestle Kingdom happening on January 4th is it's like, okay, you've just gotten through Christmas. You've just gotten through New Year's. And then, oh, here we go. Now we're into real life again. But, oh, one last Christmas present. Mm-hmm. The biggest and best show of the year uh, out of New Japan. The best wrestling show outside of the United States, for sure. And then, like you said about Omega, Kenny Omega is not an island unto himself. There are many people who believe that show, Wrestle Kingdom, is now annually the top wrestling program of the year, period.
0: I I think there's more anticipation there, uh, because you'll you'll see stuff that you, you will not see throughout the year. Typically on New Japan Television. So, back to the west side of the world, uh, back in WWE land, uh, we're we're talking about our, our boy, our boyfriend of the show, James Ellsworth, Darren, our boyfriend of the show, our boy, <laughs> friend of the show, James. I guess right. uh, I guess I'm still saying that. Aren't well, I?
1: he's a boy. He's a boy. Friend. friend. He's a friend. He's a boyfriend of the show.
0: Uh, James Ellsworth uh, let go. His uh, one year did expire. Um, at WWE and, uh, that's, that's hard to believe. It's, right? it's crazy to think cause the, cause I kind of, when I think of James Ellsworth, I think about our podcast because we interviewed him so early on in our podcast. So that, that just clarifies that like, yeah, we've been doing this for a year. Man. So Ellsworth, uh, he, he got the ax from WWE, got let go from his contract, but I mean, he, he did it right. I mean, he did it. Oh, Hey, James Ellsworth. You did it. Hashtag you did it. Uh, you, you did it, Jimmy E. Um, so yeah, good for him. I mean, he got to come out at WrestleMania. He got a, a t-shirt. you got the action figure going on. I think, like, Zack Ryder mentioned that on Twitter. Uh, a lot. I, I like that a lot of the WWE talent, especially more so uh, SmackDown guys, uh, but they're like, you know, saying positive things like you like you like you're giving people hope. You know, like, people should feel like they can come out and do this. Because they, it's possible. Anything is possible. Hey,
1: any man with two hands has a fighting chance, That's right?
0: right? That's right. That's um, right. But it's cool. We got to talk to him right on the cusp. Uh, you, folks, you should go back
1: and listen to the James Ellsworth interview from, uh, shit, a year ago. It's a, It's. a. I, I know it's our podcast. And uh, you can't help but be either your biggest critic or your biggest fan. And I'm both right. I do... I really do dig that interview. It's great. It was special when it was happening. And we're and we didn't so even great. Know. <laughs> we didn't even know for sure right? that Ellsworth was about to spend a year. We, we, we were pretty sure, though. We were pretty sure, but we didn't know what it would be. Right. I think we thought, yeah, okay, I guess he'll just keep coming out and getting tossed around by Braun Strowman. We didn't know he was about to just like, Well, first of all, we didn't know he was going to beat AJ Styles repeatedly week after week. Right. And then gets this whole gimmick. like uh, I mean, it's one thing to have been that that initial gimmick, but that initial gimmick was almost, in a way, kind of a, you know, joke's on you, James Ellsworth. Mm -hmm. We're going to make fun of you for being you. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, here's a talent we have under contract. New gimmick, storyline, angle you know like it gave it gave Carmella something to do it gave Carmella a really different spin yeah. for a female character historically and currently right that she she has so differentiated herself with James Ellsworth and with that briefcase that Carmella is in my mind unlike any of the other women and that's what we have said for the longest time on this podcast: is the women need to be strongly and 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 stringently differentiated from one another. Absolutely. And Carmela is a very good example of that being done right.
0: Yeah, I think I think it worked really well for her. Also, I mean, like Ellsworth. Uh... I mean, I don't think people got Ellsworth. Like he—he, he, you're you're supposed to not like him, right? You know, for the most part, right, he's supposed right, right. to be—you know—he when he heals it up, obviously, you know, you're supposed to hate the guy. Um, so I mean, I, he 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 knew his place, and he he did his job very well. I thought so, and it's interesting looking back on the interview because I don't I don't think I don't think it's actually on the interview, but we're talking about it. I think it's just been me and him before the mic even went on, but he said like. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but he was like, yeah, I know if, if I get like, you know, like 10 years out of this. And, uh, and I remember thinking like, you're going to get one year out of it, but, but he did, he got a year. I mean, he's nine years shy of that 10 year thing, but doesn't mean he can't come back at some point. Right. People come in and out all the time. Ellsworth,
1: there's something for Ellsworth to do in the WWE universe, right? The fa- the fact that on, honestly, you can guarantee at least four or five times a year the commentators will at least say the word Gilberg. Mm-hmm. And that tells me anybody could be resurrected at any moment. Absolutely. And uh, this will not be the last time we see or hear from James Ellsworth on WWE programming. It may be for a while, but it will not be the last time ever. No. So James Ellsworth, sorry that your uh, your, your time with WWE was
0: cut shorter than 10 years. Um, but uh hopefully uh, they'll bring you back again.
1: And maybe maybe you'll come back on our show. Yeah. yeah we'll have a follow-up. <laughs> we got you on the way in. Let's get you on the way out, Let's get James Ellsworth.
0: Jimmy E. Uh so anyway. So James Ellsworth again. Hopefully see you somewhere
1: down the road. Don't don't stop wrestling, don't stop believing. Another WWE talent that we almost definitely have not seen the last of, surprisingly. Neville. Yeah. Neville who threw a little hissy fit uh when uh he saw all the layout of the booking which would see him lose to Enzo Amore, lose his coveted purple cruiserweight championship to uh the realest champ in the room. And it looked was like What
0: Neville
1: on the Neville level was he Capahides Oh! My god! Oh my god! You didn't have to you didn't even have to <laughs> escalate to the <laughs> I went straight for the kill. Oh my god, you didn't even have to escalate to the Edith Bunker <laughs> version of Enzo's voice. You started with it. Well we got here, Archie. We got it, come on, Edith. <laughs>
0: I, I was hoping you would you would have hit the Sam Roberts level that you hit that one time. Oh, I could never do it though. But it's funny because you were trying to impersonate someone else, but you did a dead-on impersonation of someone oh, else. Oh got him. I can't do no,
1: it. Can't do it. You go straight. Can't summon it. You just go straight, you to e- you just just have to straight to the Edith bunker. That's fine. It's just as good. It's better, actually. It is better because I like Edith Bunker. I don't like Sam Roberts. <laughs> wow! Did you hear that? Those oh, shots. Fired. Were the shots fired? Those no. No. shots fired. I heard the police sirens are on the way because uh, <laughs> shots were indeed fired. Yeah. Oh, you're not supposed to discharge a firearm in a neighborhood, are you? Hmm. Not that we're in a neighborhood. No. We're no. In we're in a studio, studio. Studio with interns in a building. Right. A building, which <laughs> is not in a neighborhood. We're in a building. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a room. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway
0: neville uh neville who was neville yeah neville uh like darren just said
1: neville, oh, oh. Neville. <laughs> we'll
0: have to bring you back to what darren was trying to say uh but i think what darren was trying to say was neville wasn't too happy about the future bookings of the cruiserweight championship and uh himself even though even though word was neville's supposed to win the belt back from enzo More immediately um, but still kind of left the company and everyone thought he was out, out. We thought he was out, out. That's what we heard. We definitely thought he was out, out. Apparently the WWE, uh, did not grant his release officially going like, no, no, Neville. It's okay. It's okay. Massage your shoulders uh harvey weinstein style damn no! it damn it damn it oh, damn it! oh! Damn it! oh, oh man
1: oh, i said i wasn't gonna do is... another harvey weinstein reference it did you actually said that before we went on the air <laughs> you said you gotta let's go, go. go a week <laughs> let's go a week without a harvey weinstein reference well you know what that is, is it a couple of haters a <laughs> couple of harvey weinstein haters
0: I think there are a uh, lot of
1: those, probably. So, listen out, dear listeners. You're likely to also hear a Dino Bravo reference. Oh, gee. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so Neville uh, sticking around, and apparently Neville showing up after Survivor Series is the latest rumor. And, uh, obviously, until the King of the Cruiserweight shows up on uh, television, it will be just that. Rumor, am I right? You're it'll, right, it'll, it'll, it'll be, be a Fleet Fleetwood Mac album. album. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Damn it, we
1: know each other too well. Yeah, we, we talk <laughs> uh, directly to one another's faces mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, there is that. There is that. Just embrace
0: it, guys. Don't be a cop cop-a-hater.
1: of haters cop haters <laughs> Lettuce and tomatoes. I like the
0: addition of lettuce and tomatoes. It's, it's anyway. It is. It's good. Our, 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 our listeners hate us. So moving on. Cup of haters. Hey, uh, former... <laughs> <laughs> lettuce and tomatoes. Uh, former WWE
1: champion, uh, Jack Swagger. Yeah, which I forget that. I, I haven't forgotten it, but I forget it.
0: But that was the lean year when it was like, okay, who's Ooh. left to be champion? All right, Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, you guys are champion. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, Jack Swagger, of course, left the company recently. uh, Wasn't happy with the direction of his character. Rather, the lack of direction uh, for his character for Jack Swagger. Um, He left and went back to... he, He may have done some shows in the indie circuit. I feel like he did. I know he
1: definitely did some indie work. Well, my question is, did he ever actually appear on Impact? That was the rumor because they thought you know, he had such a great working relationship with Dutch Mantel backstage and on screen uh, when Mantel was in WWE as Zeb Coulter. And so the rumor was, of course, these two want to work together. They work well together. Everybody wants to see it. I don't know if it ever happened during all of the... God, you know. Cup of haters. Dix- tomatoes. Dixie, Billy, Jeff... TNA Impact Anthem GFW oh my god where would you know where would a Jack Swagger fit into that scenario I mean we see what happens when you took that blender and you threw a cyclone named Alberto El Patrón into a blender uh, it doesn't doesn't work so I don't think Jack Swagger probably would have worked even if he it had appeared would have been
0: smart to be like yeah maybe maybe not <laughs> maybe not join that Uh, sinking... (laughs) That sinking... Bur- was a burning Titanic? Well, burning Titanic. Like, well, it didn't burn; it just kind of sank. But, you but get this one's on. But this, <laughs> this, Titanic, this Titanic. but This one's also on fire. This is much more tragic than that whole Titanic thing. This oh, is, it's, this is Impact Wrestling. Oh, this is that fucking owl. This is a burning, sinking trash fire. <laughs> um, uh, oh, and, and there are fans of Impact Wrestling out there. No, there's and, not. And, and and there's, we're, not. We're, there's not. Oh they have god. to pay. Oh people. my god! And, and we're we're. we're <laughs>
1: Yes, they have, they have to of course reminded
0: me that they do pay extras to be uh, audience uh,
1: members. Never forget.
0: Hashtag never forget. Right, right, right. And we're not saying that TNA didn't have some great matches, some great rivalries. Oh, in a great storyline. hey, hey, in the very least, they brought us the, Brooke and Matt Hardy, <laughs> and then that, that whole storyline. Well,
1: At the very least, yeah, because in all seriousness, we're talking about a number of years with a lot of good wrestling, a lot of good wrestling out of people like... Kurt Angle and Christian. Yeah. And then, like, the, the very best years of AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, we got to see some pretty decent latter days wrestling out of Sting. I'd say not to mention, like, you know, immediately
0: WCW going under, TNA starting up, so it was some of the older WCW
1: guys going like, guys and Kurt Angle, let's wrestle. Uh, and no, seriously. TNA... Whenever those doors finally do shut, there's a legacy there. There is a story there. It will be missed. And it was on television longer than WCW. Way longer.
0: If you're on television that long, folks, then you, you are a successful company. Even if it even if it's like every day, every every week's like, this is the last week, this is the last week, this is the last <laughs> week.
1: If you're still on television, if you're still making it, then hell, you're doing it. And incidentally, right. uh, not a full blown headline, but while we're talking about TNA, uh, the the latest I read is that the Nashville offices are are set to close. Oh wow! They are it, they <laughs> wow. Are, that's not surprising. They at are all. set to close imminently, which will complete the transition of Impact moving to the Great White North in Canada. And uh so goodbye Orlando, goodbye Nashville. Well that 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 is sad, obviously. I mean for Canada stole
0: that away from the United States. That's, that's no good.
1: And maybe a new home base and Anthem having full control and GFW going away, maybe there actually will be some sort of some sort of clean slate here. How long that, until Bret Hart shows up? Oh I don't Not know. Not as a wrestler. Well, of course not. I don't ever want to see that again. After that awfulness that we saw at WrestleMania, with Bret trying to wrestle in his jorts, and uh, just don't, just don't do that. Just don't do that. You can't wrestle. Don't wrestle, Darren. You yeah. act like a of haters right now. I, I, I can't help it. I, I love Bret Hart. I love. Uh, I just don't want to see it. Right. Well, Jack Swagger, by
0: the way. (laughs) Right. Jack Swagger. We've yet to even mention what Jack Swagger is doing. We
1: didn't even tell you the news.
0: Well, here's the thing. Jack Swagger, not wrestling, not in a professional wrestling capacity, but actually he's gone the way of MMA.
1: Wow, that's right. Yeah, Jack Swagger has signed a contract, a multi-fight deal with Bellator. Now, we know that Bellator, uh, they're they're a little more interested in the, the pomp and circumstance. Not uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage's entrance theme. Bellator, but... one, of the, one of the meaner Decepticons yeah. <laughs> from Transformers. Does he, tra- does he transform into a bell? He does. And then Bing that's it. And then that, that, and then that is it.
0: And someone has to, like, Starscream has to come pick him up and ring him. Because uh, <laughs> he's useless. To announce the arrival
1: of the Decepticons.
0: Yeah, it, it's rare that he turns into the bell. He, he does it just... To, just to like, he remembers how to do it. He does every now and again. Right. Well, you don't want to forget how to transform, especially, especially if transform. your name is Bellator. Right. 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 Bellator. <laughs> no, Prime.
1: But Bellator, the mixed martial arts uh, organization. Oh, that's right. The real thing. They are known for their being a little more theatrical, a little more over the top than the UFC, and uh, that means we. Uh, you know, it makes more sense that they would sign Jack Swagger right. than UFC. They're going to sign people. They're going to sign wrestlers. They're going to sign boxers. They're going—no offense, but they're going to sign freak shows. Because <laughs> no offense, nice, very nice. No, nobody that's ever been a part of a freak show is ashamed to be a part of a freak show. Well, how many people do you know? I know a lot of freaks. Formerly of freak shows. I know many, many freaks. You and Scott Steiner know many, many freaks. <laughs> speaking of TNA. Speaking of TNA and speaking of TNA. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, but I, I think Jack Swagger will be a nice fit. Um, I certainly hope... We don't have to wait three or four or five years to see him actually get in the cage. Just stick him in there now. I, I want him to do
0: well, though. So I, I, I don't want him because his first fight is going to be the most important fight, Darren. Also, also you forget that Jack Swagger uh, has really good build for MMA. He's a
1: giant.
0: You you forget that he's probably about 6'6"? No, he's taller
1: than that. He's like 6'8". Oh, oh I'm way off. I'm sorry. Um, there's a there's a big difference between six six and six eight. Is there? Yes, there is. Uh, but also, 6'6 six that... six is like, oh, that's a big dude. That's all Hogan size. Six eight is like, that that's a big dude. That's man. a big dude. How tall is uh, Scott Hall? Is he six ten? I think Scott Hall's around six seven six eight. Okay, yeah, because he was ta-
0: definitely taller like, than Hogan. For a shoot, he was definitely taller than Hogan, and obviously Nash definitely taller than Hall. Sure. Um, so anyway, let's want to talk about that for a second. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Jack Swagger But yeah, he's got that lean build um, he, He's always kind of had like He's always had that RVD type gear Where it's like the singlet And it's like the, the, the taped up the, the knuckle wraps around the uh, Well, the knuckles um, So yeah, maybe, maybe he's always been a fighter Maybe maybe he's trained in MMA before
1: Well, at keep, the very least finished. He has a very strong amateur wrestling background There you go So that is immediately like Okay, well that makes sense that qualifies you in, in in many ways in which pro wrestling does not prepare you right. for an MMA career. So, no. we shall see. Not a lot of details on this signing yet, just that it has occurred. I'm excited about it. The The most exciting MMA matches to me are the ones where you see a wrestler pop up. The,
0: yeah, absolutely. Because so. I like wrestling.
1: What's well, always nice too when they're like, "Oh, we do it
0: for real here, wrestlers. Ain't no barbed wire, bats, or chairs here." <laughs> and then, like, you know, Bobby Lashley kills them, or like fucking Lesnar beats the UFC champion. It's yeah. like, "Oh, where you at, where and you And they at, son? all do very well. They do, except for CM Punk.
1: Except for CM Punk,
0: uh, not so much. All right. So now that all that's been talked about, all those headlines taken care of. Now Darren and I gotta go head to head. Head to head for NXT War Games.
1: NXT is taking over. They're taking over Houston, Texas with the War Games. That's right. NXT TakeOver War Games Saturday, the 18th of November 2017 from Houston, Texas, NXT, the stars of the yellow brand, the stars of tomorrow, the stars of one of my very favorite wrestling organizations. They call it the WWE's minor league, but is it? Is it the minor league when it's oftentimes the better show, when they go night by night? Wow. Wow is right. Wow is what I say Every time I see an NXT show, and I expect to say "Wow" at least 18 times on Saturday night, <laughs> I'm gonna sit
0: there with uh, a clipboard and a pen, and I'm gonna do a tally. Do it every time.
1: Wow! Did you see Ruby
0: Wright do that? Wow! Well,
1: Andrade Almas. I probably <laughs> wow. I I I won't be saying I will if I say Wow. About Ruby Riot, it'll be wow she's on the show because she's not on the she's on the show. Yeah, I said that, and I was like, she's not wrestling, which doesn't make any sense to me. But eh, whatever. Uh, you need to add this third. You need to add a third hour to the show. That's right. Just saying the Ruby Riot hour <laughs> takeover. Takeover definitely needs to be a three hour show. Uh, I, we talk about this a lot. We've debated this endlessly. Actually, we haven't even debated it because we both agree on this. (coughs) So so it's like we debate. It's just we basically provide a devil's advocate because you and I are in agreement. We like the fact that NXT is once a week and it's only one hour. We don't like it, but we do like it. And I know that makes no sense, but it's because we don't like it because it's like, oh, I want more. But we do like it because since it's that way, it's the only wrestling product you can feel that way about, and that's a good thing. And that that's that's the ECW effect, right? Like you could only see ECW
0: like if you had a certain channel, and it came on like late at night, or the pay per views, which happened like every couple months, right? Back in the day, eventually it got picked up by TNN, and it was on weekly, but still only for that precious hour, right? And then the pay per
1: view, but yeah, I mean the, the the obviously you you leave them. Wanting more. Right. Now, but that being said, the trade-off needs to be that the takeover shows need to be three hours. That needs to be the opportunity. The the network special, the Saturday night before a WWE pay-per-view, we get these takeover network specials, formerly known as pay-per-views. And they need to be three hours. Because there's so much that happens over these months, these months of one-hour shows that we need to see more payoff. And when you only have five, six matches tops, that does not cover all the ground that needs to be covered in a takeover show. The storylines that just don't get mentioned, wrestlers who don't get spotlighted, and all of a sudden if you only see NXT by watching takeovers, you have no idea the incredible depth and breadth of talent that is in that NXT brand where you are going to see a lot of amazing talent on this card on this night, but it's still going to leave out so many ultra talented competitors, people homegrown in the performance center, people from all over the globe, men, women, uh, international superstars and uh, indie superstars. Just absolutely. This, this NXT roster and this performance center roster is just rife and uh, rife with incredible talent.
0: I, I am ripe with talent. I agree on all points. And, and the thing about NXT takeovers is it's not like SmackDown or Raw, where they go like, "Oh, the roster is just so fucking big." It's just a six man tag here, and like a like a, a battle royal here. You know what I mean? To kind of, to kind of include everybody. NXT is usually singles matches and the tag team title match. Usually it's the women's title. Obviously the NXT title, the tag title, and like a grudge match. Now that is, that's typically every single takeover. Um, this one's got a fatal four way for the women's match because they're just fucking bursting at the seams with talented women at NXT right now. It's insane. So luckily, it does include four people. Unfortunately, Ruby Riot not one of those people. But um, yeah, we we will we will get a brand new NXT women's champion, and that hasn't happened in
1: a year. So <laughs> so that's that's a very cool thing. Well, on this night in Houston, I believe the opening match, whether it's going to be on the pre-show or whether it will simply happen uh, off the air in a dark match capacity, the first in match... In the parking lot, basically, <laughs> where going to happen. The first match listed is a WWE United Kingdom Championship match. The champion there, of course, the UK champion is Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. the bruiserweight, and he'll be taking on... The very American Johnny Gargano, yeah, Johnny wrestling. I guess it makes sense that anyone can really
0: fight for the UK title. Well Sure, because obviously, with only UK people fighting for the UK title, it was like, do you have to be from the UK to win the UK championship? Right. Uh, but Gargano is someone that I've always thought looks European. Anyway, we've talked about you've this talked about that. He, yeah, he does look European. Well, let's just he, go ahead and say that. Yeah,
1: okay. So I, I think
0: I think Vince thinks he's European is what I uh, I think. So, that could be true. Yeah. Anyway, uh, McGargano and and Pete Dunne obviously is going to be a very good match. Should be uh, great. Two great wrestlers. And uh, did people forget how fucking great of a match Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne was? That takeover. I didn't forget. Uh, so many takeovers ago. But I think that you're was right. like show stealing good. Yeah. That um, probably was the best match of that night. So it's nice the UK guys are kind of resurfacing like. Hey, these guys. And it's not like, like I said, what, the running man? <laughs> the running man <laughs> right. We find out they're all dead bodies uh in the locker room. Anyway, so Gargano and Pete Dunn. Right. Uh, good match, but there's no way Gargano wins that UK strap.
1: For oh wow. There's no way. I agree. You're not gonna put it on a non Brit yet. Right. Uh I think it might oh golly, I don't know. What, what happens if you do? To me, if you put it on a non-Brit now, it either inadvertently kills the division, or it is an indicator that they're going to kill the division. Right. Also, it becomes the European title on, um, like, Raw. Right. Wh- which is just kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that title means a whole lot. Like, you know what I mean? Right, why is that American guy who's only fighting in Orlando right. have a United Kingdom championship? This might as well be a non-title match and just pure exhibition. And
0: it's going to be great either way, but I think uh, the fact that it is a title match basically spells it out that Pete Dunne's going to win. Also, Gargano can't win a match to save his life, uh, we, we've come to find. so um, Poor kid, poor kid. Poor
1: European-looking kid. Uh, <laughs> <hello>. <laughs> oh, Johnny Wrestling... We just need Tommaso Champa back, so this feud can finally and that's happen. That's the whole
0: thing. We were so looking
1: forward to the
0: whole DIY, uh, the inner turmoil that that eventually became explosive and uh, turn Champa against Gargano. And we all just want Gargano and Champa to have amazing matches. But fucking Champa got injured. Uh, obviously, you can't blame the guy. But uh, this is all kind of just filler for Gargano. Uh, <laughs> but we can't. I can't wait for the, the DIY uh, battle to finally happen. Anyway, um, so yeah, obviously we're both going with uh, Pete
1: Dunn here, yes? Absolutely. I'm picking the Bruiserweight to keep that big, beautiful belt. See, that's my focus. My focus is that belt. You're about aesthetics. That you really are. belt is so killer. I want to win that belt. Oh, wow. I want to win that belt. But you're not We just said that you would never win I'm going because to, you're not a Brit. I'm going to defect, and I'm going to immigrate to the United Kingdom. I will then be a British subject, and then it will make sense for me to hold that belt. I won't hold it. I'll wear it. Because it is a belt. It is not a title. Right, we call it, it that. It is Vince, a belt. Vince is going to say. And I'm going to get... I'm actually going to get belt. I'm going to get gigantic belt loops okay. put onto my pants so that I can wear it <laughs> to actually hold my pants
0: up. That, that's absurd. Hey, if, 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 if you had to become a British wrestler, what would your British wrestler name be? Ooh, I don't know. You don't get time to think about it. Um, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, oh no. 3, 2, 1. What is it?
1: Uh, uh, ch- uh, okay. chimney, chimney fart noise, everybody. Ch- hey, chimney, fa- chimney sweep fart noise. Chimney sweep fart
0: noise. That That is uh, offensive on many levels. <laughs> on My it. name
1: will be Cockney Rebel. That's what it would be. Hey, there you go. I like that. There we go. I only
0: gave you 10 seconds, but you only needed 15
1: seconds. <laughs> I have <would> only <laughs> waited five more seconds. Uh,
0: I believe they call that... Uh, Waste of time, dead air on a radio show.
1: No, but you were. It was not silent. Cockney Rebel. I like it though. Yeah. What so, about you? You got so one? who's one of the match? Ten. Cockney Rebel. Nine. Cockney Rebels. My answer. No, you can't also be Cockney Rebel. Oh, I saw you getting battle for Cockney Rebel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can also get a replica belt of the UK title and avoid having to go
1: train and become a wrestler, Darren. Also avoid having to uh, renounce my U.S. citizenship. <laughs> Hey man, it's a nice belt. It is a nice <laughs> belt. I want it that badly. Okay. Um, and besides, I want to spend way more money uh, than, than it would cost to just buy the replica belt. No. All right. We're both going with Pete Dunn here, and we're not either of us. We're not either of us immigrating to the UK. I never said I was immigrating. You're the one that wants to go the hard route. Anyway. But I am. I am hereby going to go by the name Cockney. I am boy. boy. I am big boy boy. Wow. You're you're getting. You're getting Cockney on me already. Cockney Rebel, much better than Chimney Sweep Fart Noise. <laughs> Chimney Sweep Fart Noise, that's like my Chikara name. <laughs> wow. It's like El Generico, basically? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, whether that's a dart match or a pre-show match, we are going to get into the show proper. We have a couple of grudge matches, actually, that have no titles on the line, which is kind of surprising. Um, Reginald Ripper, that'd be my, that'd be my, Reginald, my, well, I gave you 10 seconds, you only needed 45. I only, I only needed 10 minutes. Reginald <laughs> Ripper. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like it. Okay. So, uh, note, any, any, any kin to Jack the? I was kind of a take on that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Better than Chimney Sweep Fart Noise. that mm, yeah, is better. Not better than Cockney Rebel, though. It is not. What's the next match, Darren? <laughs> Cassius Ono oh. stepping up. He is going to take one for the team. Mm-hmm. He literally volunteered to be the man to take on Lars Sullivan. Cassius Ono on NXT Television going to the NXT general manager William Regal and saying, I want Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan is cutting a path of destruction through NXT. He is absolutely devastating. The NXT locker room, he's interrupting matches. We've been watching him for months and months sling around his tag team partners. And, uh, of course, we have also been very lucky to see him in action a lot at live events, at NXT live events uh, all around the state of Florida. And now, Lars Sullivan on... Takeover War Games from Houston, taking on the former Chris Hero, the man known as Cassius Oh no, oh no, in all of his basketball gear glory. That's true. Uh, Lars Sullivan,
0: a.k.a. Large Sullivan, <laughs> uh, taking on Cassius Ohno. So it's two big men fighting each other. They are
1: two big men. They're
0: too big. They're <laughs> Excessively big <laughs> uh, They are But uh, it, So it, it's going to be a brawl I, I like I like the idea Of the two of them Fighting each other Cash Zono has nothing to do uh, Poor guy went for the title And of course Did not win the title uh, From old Bobby Roode um, And Lars Sullivan I think is just On his way up But I think this I think old Cash Is just a stepping stone To further build up Lars Sullivan um, And if this is a
1: good match That's fine uh, that's By fine. me
0: well, Cash's Honor proved that he could lose and still be Cash's Honor the next day. Right. Which, basically, any wrestler can do that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But don't forget that, WWE. But, I mean, Lars Sullivan has, like, Brock Lesnar's blessing. He does. So, and he's a big man. He's got a great look. Uh, he's got a very unique look. So, I, I think uh, Lars Sullivan is just, is just going up from here. So, Sullivan to win. Sullivan gets the win. Oh,
1: yeah. Sullivan absolutely gets the win. In our next grudge match, we have, uh, this one's actually way more intense than Ono and Sullivan, and that is the grudge match between Aleister Black and the Velveteen Dream. Well, Aleister Black, formerly known on the independent circuit and internationally as Tommy End, has been making a name for himself, a new name for himself, the name of Aleister Black, on NXT television, And on these network specials, Aleister Black in all of his infinite gloominess and darkness is a fan favorite. This guy gets cheered. I mean, they want to, it's almost like they want to carry him off the football field uh, after a victory. This guy who seemingly rises from the sepulcher in the smoky darkness at the beginning of every match and the, titantron is covered in spooky ass runes and then we get to see this heavily tattooed very intense dude mean muggin with his mohawk and his black leather with all sorts of really creepy insignias all over his gear and then he's got this weird uh way of walking and, and and slinking about and all of his cross-legged sit-downs and his martial arts, his martial artistry, if you will. Alistair Black is an intense individual. He is unique. And it just, it's funny to me that he has that baby face pop and that baby face appeal. But he does. Meanwhile, his opponent, the Velveteen Dream, this sort of Jimi Hendrix meets Prince concoction the sort of uh you know ambiguous character played by patrick clark who was originally the velveteen dream patrick clark but has since become only the velveteen dream which i fully support i like that he wasn't the ultimate warrior jim helwick he was just the ultimate warrior right so i like the idea of the velveteen dream period i like the gimmick I like what Patrick Clark is doing with it. I like that that's the only name he's going by. Um, He's got, talk about aesthetics. He has an excellent aesthetic and a fantastic physical build on Patrick Clark, a.k.a. the Velveteen Dream. And he is working the hell out of this gimmick. This gimmick where his goal is to irritate Aleister Black and get into his mind with with the, the end goal in mind of making Black say his name. Simply, he wants Aleister Black to say his name. Now, that is old school taunting right there. That is schoolyard shit. That is bully stuff that is coming out of Velveteen Dream. And it seems so odd that a character like Velveteen Dream is treating a character like Aleister Black in that fashion, he's the one trolling the right, the 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 anarchist guy,
0: right? No, no, I, I get you.
1: Um, and I love it though. I love every interaction between these two on NXT television, and I'm excited about this one-on-one matchup. It's it's good, and I think this this
0: uh, feud is, is being built just the right way because it is it is done from an angle of like. Like, oh, Aleister Black thinks, like, he's destined for NXT gold, and, like, you know, someone like Patrick Clark, you know, Velveteen Dream is just beneath them, so, but Velveteen Dream is like, no, 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 like, me, motherfucker, like, not you is gonna be the next guy, it's gonna be me, um, so, you know, I knock you out, then obviously I'm, I'm bound to, to fight McIntyre for the belt, so it it is cool, and also these two fighting each other, they're very different. Their styles are very different. I mean, they're you know, Alistair Black's style is different from anyone it is that I've ever seen. Um, so it's it's going to be a good match. It's a good matchup, and yeah, these these are two characters that you would not put together into a feud, or like it seems like it should not work at all, but it actually works very very well. So I'm I'm looking forward to the actual match happening too.
1: Yeah, this is this is very very very. Uh, interesting uh,
0: booking. It, it's interesting, too, because the, the two characters are both over-the-top
1: without acting over-the-top, too. Right! Neither one of them seem over-the-top. Yeah. They're certainly nothing alike. Um, They're I, polar opposites. I don't even yeah. know... I really don't know what to compare this to. I guess it would be almost like Superstar Steve Austin fighting the Sandman in ECW. It's like, okay, this is just incompatible. Right. You know, there's a, ECW is, of course... Going to be full of examples that, like Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow. And it's just like, what? Beautiful, wonderful, fully developed characters, larger-than-life personas. They're nothing alike as people. They're nothing alike as wrestlers. But, wow, that is what pro wrestling is and should be. Mm -hmm. It's like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes, nothing alike. Amazing as opponents because they're both larger-than-life, these big characters. And uh, I, I, I really... If not for the fact that the War Games match is a War Games match, this would be what I would be most excited about from uh, TakeOver is the Dream Black match. Right, right. No, I, I think it's the one of the better feuds
0: um, that's actually been built up at NXT. Instead of just, hey, I don't like you. You know what I mean? That, that kind of was a lot of the the fuel for a lot of people fighting uh, recently in NXT. Um, so I, I, I like that there's a storyline going here. And it, it's two interesting characters, and I think it just works for both characters. So, And no matter who wins the match, which we've got to talk about who's going to win the match, um, both will come out looking like a million bucks, though I think ultimately Alistair Black will win.
1: Yes. I agree. I think Alistair Black will win this match. He needs to. Um, Velveteen Dream can come back the very next week or the week after that, and still terrorize Aleister Black, or at least irritate him, um, because with Dream being the heel here, he can he can weather the loss and use his heelness to perpetuate the feud. But if he just goes out there, beats Aleister Black, makes Aleister Black say his name, that's bad Yeah, that was. Like, oh, he's a little bitch, dude. You know what I right. mean? Kind of a
0: thing. But also, I, I, what would be great would be a re- return match. Um, but it's an I quit match. But instead of making your opponent say I quit, you have to make your opponent say your name. I, I like that I idea. I
1: really like that. I uh, I wonder if they would do that. No. <laughs> no, probably not. You're probably Not a lot right. of stipulations in NXT matches,
0: you might notice. It's usually pretty... Pretty straight up. And speaking of only singles matches, we go into a Fatal 4-Way match. Oh, it's
1: not a singles match at all. Not at
0: all for the Women's Championship. And I mentioned that earlier, that there's just so many talented women in uh, NXT right now that it'd be it'd be a shame to only have two at a time uh, on the show at this point. I mean, it's kind of always been that way anyway, but... And yeah, to even get to this
1: 4-Way match, they had to have, like... I think they had... Uh... A couple of triple threats. They had a battle royal. Yeah. Like all these many, many, many women matches just to narrow it down to four.
0: Yeah. And it's uh, four very talented people. It is uh, Nikki Cross taking on Ember Moon, taking on Peyton Royce, taking on Kyrie Sane, who actually won the uh, Mae Young Classic. Um, so it's, it's a good mix of people. Uh, I mean, you've seen Moon and... And cross and, and Royce mix it up a lot on NXT television, of course. Uh, but uh, Kairi Sane's kind of like the, the the wild card.
1: Yeah, Kairi Sane, the winner of the Mae Young Classic Japanese Superstar, delivers that ridiculous flying elbow drop off the top rope. Uh, Ember Moon, we've seen tons of. Ember Moon is sort of uh, a Cassius Ono situation, which is she'd have been on top a long time ago if not for Asuka. Right. And then Nikki Cross, who you and I have been huge fans of as a part of the, the group Sanity, as well as on her own. The character that she portrays, it's one of those, we've talked about it, it's like uh, watching somebody's face. I, Kevin Owens, we've talked about Priscilla Kelly. The ring psychology. And Nikki Cross. Right, right, right. Every movement she makes when she is outside of that curtain is, she, she lives... She lives the gimmick outside of the curtain. She is kayfabe till you die. You know, she lives in the moment and the character in the land of make-believe. And uh, it makes me believe. Right. And then there's Peyton Royce, one half of the iconic duo with Billy Kay. She is the one that's going to be entering this match. And I... Believe it or not, I'd like to see Peyton Royce win this. Is that your... It's not my pick. That, 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 that's who you'd like
0: to see. It doesn't mean they're going to win the match. And, that, and that's tough. And it, again, like I said earlier before, I'll reiterate, this is for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. And uh, no matter what happens, we will see a new NXT women, uh, Women's Champion. We absolutely will. So that's very cool. That's very exciting because all the women in developmental, because that's what NXT is, uh, no bones about it, um, you need, you need there to be championship belts. You need people to win championships to kind of, kind of further, kind of further themselves. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think all four of these, uh, ladies benefit from it. Kyrie Sane doesn't need it. She just won the Mae Young Classic. Um, I, I think she's thrown in there kind of like, oh, but it could be her. And I think even for a while, they were talking about whoever won the Mae Young Classic would become the new women's champion, right. which would have been a horrible idea. I'm glad they didn't do that <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, what if the Mae Young Classic in itself is a championship more or less?
1: Right.
0: Um. So, so okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna eliminate her and say she's not gonna be it. Also, they don't want a dominant Asian woman back to back. Exactly. Back to back after Asuka. So not Kyrie. Um, and I don't think Peyton Royce is gonna get it either. Uh, she's still young. There's plenty of time for her to win stuff down the road. Uh, I think it's between Ember Moon and Nikki Cross.
1: I think you're right. I want Peyton Royce to win it. She won't, but it would be really great for the iconic duo. This would sort of this would be a feather in their cap that they need. Right. But they're not gonna get it. But wouldn't it be nice? It'd be
0: it'd be interesting. Um, I like the idea of basically they'd both be champion. Yeah. And then this works a lot better now that Jericho and Owens aren't, you know, best friends who are like co champion anyway. Um, But so the the cool thing about Ember Moon winning would be I feel like maybe she was supposed to win from Asuka at some point, but that changed when she hurt her shoulder or if she even really hurt her shoulder. Um, So. Jury's still out on that one. Uh, a very cool thing about Nikki Cross winning the belt is it gets me closer to what I said to be very cool, which is everyone on Sanity has a title. Yeah. Uh, because currently uh, EY, Eric Young, and Alexander Wolfe are the tag champions, and then if you bring in Nikki Cross with a women's championship belt, that that's a very cool thing. Also, Nikki Cross is starting to develop this whole Stone Cold Steve Austin aspect about her, where like everyone, like she's a badass. She's like legitimately. A badass. It's not going to, like, you know, take directions and do what the boss says. And they have a battle royal, and, you know, Nikki Cross's music hit, and everyone's like, oh, where is she? We'll all team up to make sure we get rid of Nikki Cross. Um, and she goes in and, of course, wins. So Nikki Cross winning would be cool, again, for the sake of Sanity Stable, but they'll never make uh, Killian Dane the NXT champion, so that'll never actually happen. Um, <laughs> so between Cross and Ember Moon, I do think... Oh, I think Ember Moon deserves it. I, I've, I've always said she'd be a good NXT Women's Champion, but I never wanted her to actually be an Oscar for it. Now that danger is passed. So now, Ember, you may become... You have my blessing, Ember. You so may that become, is your pick. It is my pick. You may become NXT Champion,
1: Ember. <laughs> Go forth. I am going to pick Nikki Cross. Ah. I'm going to pick Nikki Cross because I think that... Right now it's too uh predictable for Ember Moon to win it. Two heel champs back to back though? Um, but but then again, is Nikki the heel really? Certainly not the heel that Asuka became. More of kind of the heel that Asuka was originally, which is just sort of wild and dominant, but not necessarily shitty. <laughs> you know shitty. Shitty and like, attitude. Right. The whole thing about a four-way match
0: is not necessarily the best person wins. Right. Just, just the opportunist wins. Right.
1: Exactly. So Nikki Cross, Nikki- certainly
0: that. hmm But also Peyton Royce can be that very easily.
1: Well, judging by the way it's booked, Peyton Royce is the only one who's going to have somebody at ringside to help her. So unless Nikki Cross brings the boys out with her, and I don't mean Dalton Castle's boys, <laughs> I mean the tag team champions, Alexander Wolfe and Eric Young, and Killian Dane, and unless Kyrie Sane or Ember Moon pull out a buddy, you know, or a gal pal, Peyton Royce having Billy Kay at ringside could be, you know, the the X factor here. Yeah. It could be the wild card, if you will, uh, by having that, that somebody there, that, you know, somebody that provides the the opportunity that you're talking about, that the opportunist would take. Nevertheless, I just, I'm only reason, the only reason I'm not picking Ember Moon is because now it's sort of like, it's such a predictable, like, coronation for Ember Moon here that it seems so easy and boring that I almost just am begging them not to do it. You know, maybe have Nikki Cross, maybe have any of them, have any of them win this match and then in less than a month. On NXT television, have Ember Moon win the belt then, because then that would be unexpected as well. But it's just too easy to give the belt to Ember here on this night in Houston. So that's the that's the reason I'm going with no, Nikki and, Cross. and I,
0: I see your reasoning there, and it, it is sound logic. However, I don't think you need to have Oscar have this belt for a record amount of time, and then hot potato the belt. So I think just uh, just give it to Ember and let her have it for a little while. Right on. Even if it's from takeover to takeover, that's still three three months, right? So yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so far that's the only match we've disagreed on. Ah, so well, that, there are that four point. combatants. So to be fair to us, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So next, we are going to say that the NXT title match. Will be your penultimate match before the War Games match. It is the War Games match at War Games, so we assume that is the that is the crowning. Achievement. We are assuming that. And your champion of NXT is Drew McIntyre, and he will be taking on Andrade Cien Almas. So Drew wins next match. <laughs> yes, Andrade Almas with Zelina Vega. I do not think they're going to put the NXT title on Almas. Under any circumstances. No. I'm as big of a fan of Almas now as I ever have been. Never was that familiar with La Sombra, which was his character before coming to the WWE slash NXT. Was not a fan of Almas in NXT for the longest time. I'm digging him now. I love Vega with him. I like the attitude. I like the, the Spanglish, if you will. I just uh, don't want him to be the champion. No, I, I don't see him as a
0: champion. Uh, also, and you have to like what fend off. Yeah you have you have to beat the guy that you beat for the championship belt, and then you beat someone who comes for your title. Yeah, and then then the next person's the credible threat to the NXT championship, right? Isn't that kind of what happens? Yeah, that is kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. It's cool that Andrade is even in the situation to be the number one contender for the title. That's cool for him, considering he typically the guy that loses to people, you know, when TakeOver comes around, except for when he fought Gargano and then he he beat Gargano. But, um, so it's cool to be in that situation. It's sad because it's not going to be the main event, um, because it is War Games and the War Games match will be the main event. Um, but. This does seem kind of like a filler opponent for uh Drew McIntyre, so I think that's all this is, is a filler match. So McIntyre's gonna go over.
1: I agree. Well, that leaves us with only the War Games match. The main event of the evening. It's the match beyond. It is two rings. It is a giant steel cage. I am so anxious to see. The WWE's version of the two-ring cage. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen more than a single ring on WWE programming. Correct me if I'm wrong. The two, the two rings for war games that we saw in the NWA and WCW. The three rings that we saw for World War Three and WCW. WWF, WWE, I don't recall ever seeing this. So, that is going to be the star of the show. Like I said, that's kind of the star of the show anyway, you slice it. But the War Games match is going to pit three teams of three all against one another. Now, we saw that once before in WCW. There was a NWO Hollywood, NWO Wolfpack, WCW, three teams of three War Games match. But other than that one, this is the only other one that we've seen with this kind of lineup. Right, in War Games, uh, the three teams make a lot of sense. All three of them make a
0: lot of sense. Uh, okay, no. So Roderick Strong and uh, the Authors of Pain still doesn't make any sense to me. It could have been two other just good NXT people joining Roderick Strong uh, in his uh, fight. <laughs> Uh, I was kind of hoping yeah. that would happen. What about
1: Cassius Soto and Alistair Black? Whoa, whoa, whoa. How sweet of a team would that be? Those two
0: dudes with Rod Strong? It would have been cool. Uh, unfortunately, no. They had to give uh, <laughs> Authors of Pain something to do, clearly. Uh, and also, it's sad because you, you're putting... Uh, I love that Sanity's in there because it's, it's stable warfare, you know. Um, but... I don't like it because the tag team belts are not being defended, which is why Authors of Pain are like, "We don't have anything to do. We're always in the tag match, so uh, I guess they have to be involved just because the tag team champions are involved." Uh, So yeah, Roger Strong and the Authors of Pain they take on Sanity's, uh, basically all of Sanity. They take on Killian Dane, Alexander Wolfe, and Eric Young.
1: And the third team in the War Games, the Undisputed Era, the team led by Adam Cole, baby, with the uh, the, the fellows previously known as Red Dragon internationally. That would be Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And all three of these guys, ROH and New Japan superstars, and former uh, three-time ROH world champion Adam Cole is the leader of the Undisputed Era, this team that is going to be taking on Sanity and the Authors of Pain with Roderick Strong. I dig the Undisputed Era so good. And they have that presence. They have that outsider presence Mm -hmm. that I treasure in wrestling. Uh, You need to be a square peg that ain't going in no damn round hole. We need more of that in wrestling. And that's the way I feel every time Undisputed Era comes across my television. Yeah, I mean I'm excited. I'm really excited
0: about the match until you get to Others of Pain. Because it does it is it is Undisputed Era versus Sanity, which I don't even count Sanity as part of NXT. They're kind of like the outsiders, you know. Um, and I guess Roderick Strong and, and AOP, they are, they are they are the NXT team. But because they are the NXT representation, I do wish it was Roderick Strong with just two other, like, it could have been Roderick Strong and Johnny Gargano and someone else. That would have been totally fine by me. Um, anyway, so I guess we can't, that won't change. So no point in arguing that, though. I do wish it was two other people that made a bit more sense, uh, storyline-wise. These three teams of three, who's going to win? I'm picking the Undisputed Era. Obviously, right? Right, you're picking them too. Obviously, because uh, Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong are not really a team. Okay. Right. Sanity, they're the tag champions, but they won't lose the belts if they lose. Okay. And uh, Undisputed Era still has to kind of establish dominance. See, me, if I were booking, though, Roderick Strong would turn on the Office of Pain and join the Undisputed Era. And And that may happen And I still think that's what's going to happen because they're like, join us. It would be wise, you know, um, to Roderick Strong. And he's like, no, man, NXT for life. Um, but he should probably just actually turned and because that gives Roderick Strong something to do. Instead of being like the Tommy Dreamer of NXT, where it's like, oh, I get so close and I lose it. I blow it, man. And yeah. what is my accent? Yeah. <laughs> where am I from, man? Me and Gargano, we're from the European place. <laughs> ah. Gargano's European. I don't care what you say. Uh, his, his wife's name is Loray. Uh, so clearly... Organo is, is well, actually from
1: some, Johnny LeRae. They're from some mysterious island. What was the island that Andy Kaufman's uh, foreign man claimed to be from? Oh, what was it? Uh, Caspiar. Oh, Caspiar. 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 Yes, that's that's where... That's where uh, uh, Latka is from, yes. Right, but Latka was based on the character Foreign Man that uh, Andy Kaufman created before the character of Latka... And I believe Foreign Man was from Caspiar, and then that was integrated into the character of Laka as well. Okay.
0: For those who aren't familiar with the old uh, sitcom Taxi, where Andy Kaufman played Locka Gravis, um, he was from Caspiar. Um, Oh, man. I used to watch all that at shows.
1: Caspiar. Nick at Night for Life, by the way. Anyway. Oh, Taxi. Such a good show. Andy, uh, well, first of all, hashtag Andy Lives. Hashtag... In Andy Kaufman, we trust. Andy Kaufman, one of the greatest people to ever step foot in a pro wrestling ring. He got it. And, uh, oh man.
0: he Definitely. He, he definitely did. More on that whenever we decided to talk about Andy Kaufman for God, a we, we gotta do that. We will, Darren, I promise you. But for this match, Undisputed Era going over, right? Yes, sir. Undisputed Era, they're the ones who basically closed out the last takeover. Uh, taking over Drew McIntyre's uh, <laughs> uh, victory from the main event. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to do some damage. I, you, you can't you can't snuff the flame out now. But they got to continue to be problematic for NXT, right? And they have to grow in numbers. And you have to give a fucking woman. You have to throw a woman with them. And they kind of are doing that.
1: Uh, is Tay Conti in it or not?
0: I, she she kind of is, right?
1: I don't know. She kind of is? I don't know. I need to know, though. I need to know. I need to know.
0: If you think you're going to leave, then you better say so. I need to know. R.I.P. Tom Petty.
1: R.I.P. Tom Petty. R.I.P.
0: Tom Petty. That's it. That is it for TakeOver. And for the most part, I think we're agreeing on everything. Except for the women's four-way. It's usually the women's four-way. When I say women and four-way. Oh, blah, blah,
1: blah. blah. You
0: know what I, hey,
1: hey, hey. Oh, that's that's not Lotka Gravis at all. That's more Vic Ferrari. That is more Vic Ferrari. Uh, Lotka Gravis is ultra uh, ego Vic Ferrari. You
0: taxi fans, this is the, the only taxi podcast that calls it right down the middle.
1: And now, fans, now we're going to talk more about Glory Road. Yes!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to search. There has to be a taxi podcast out there, right? Glory Road, we might be the only ones. Taxi, though, I feel like someone's like, Oh, in the
1: episode were uh, a whole podcast. Though? Jeff like, Conway, Bobby Wheeler. Like a whole episode, but like a whole a whole podcast. A whole like ongoing. I'm
0: sure there are there are podcasts about sitcoms where like every episode is an episode.
1: All right. Well, let's hurry us. up and wrap this up so we can go. So we can start recording... No, so we can start recording our oh, own we'll taxi do our podcast. Own.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what this is. So we are doing it right oh. now. Oh, it is happening.
1: So is this the last episode of the whole Ruffin show or the first? Episode. It's both the whole taxi. It's both. Show.
0: We're gonna save some time and just and just, I'm gonna put this out as the first episode of the taxi. Uh, it might be confusing to people who don't know anything about
1: wrestling and just big fans of taxi. is like 99.5 percent <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, we didn't mention Vic Ferrari. We did mention Locke Vic Ferraris. Ferrari. We, we had all the right spots. That's all accurate.
0: Um, anyway. That is it for NXT Takeover War Games. You
1: also mentioned Jeff Conway.
0: I did mention Jeff Conway slash Bobby Wheeler. Uh, RIP Jeff Conway. RIP. This reunion for taxis getting sadder and sadder, Darren. Um, not as not as sad as the Naked Gun uh, reunion. Uh, you, you think about that. Uh,
1: and- uh, <laughs> just Priscilla <laughs> Presley alone. Is it Priscilla <laughs> Presley going to visit O.J. Simpson in prison? Yes. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: Now you got it. Yeah. So that whole thing's
1: Ricardo Montalban. He's deceased. Is deceased. So is Robert Goulet from the second one. Oh, man. Uh, Obviously Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen's has gone. Passed
0: on. George Kennedy. I'm pretty sure has passed on.
1: Has George? I think he has, but like only. But like very recently. recently. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like he he died recently, and it was like he was still alive, you know, kind of a thing. Um, we're way off topic. So that was, <laughs> once again, that was it for NXT war games, take over, uh, yada, yada, yada.
1: But that is only night one of WWE's long weekend of network specials coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Night two is Sunday night. The survivor series The co-branded pay-per-view, a.k.a. Network Special, brought to you by the flagship show, Monday Night Raw, and the show that does not want to be called the B-Show, the blue brand, Smackdown Live. B stands for Blue Smackdown. Gah. Oh, yeah. But we gotta go head-to-head. Head-to-head. On that show, too. Put up a you dukes. Survivor Series 2017 co branded WWE Network special. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live present Survivor Series, the 31st edition of the Survivor Series, coming to you live on WWE Network on Sunday, the 19th of November 2017. From Houston, Texas. Man, I think this is going to be a killer show. And I am going to tell you all of the controversial opinions that I have. And I hope that you have a lot of them too, Perry. Sure. I, <laughs> uh, dear listeners, you probably listen to other podcasts. Uh, I know that... Don't we're... just assume
0: that they listen to other podcasts. I like to I like to believe that our, our, our dear listeners... Who are dear listeners, by the way, are faithful to us. Uh, they I, forsake all other podcasts because they don't have time to listen to people who don't know what what's going on. We know what's going on. We
1: have our fingers on the pulse of wrestling, Darren. I don't disagree with that. Okay, I I, I can't. I mean, my, I I don't have time with you know because I'm so busy having my finger on the pulse. Right, but you know. I'm not that proud, man. I'm not... I mean... Clearly not. Come on. Right. I mean, I listen to other podcasts. I'm sure our what dear the listeners hell do as well. What kind of example are you setting for our listeners? Our dear listeners... I listen to much better podcasts. I didn't say that at all. Listeners, you heard him. You, you said that, you, so you're the asshole. You heard him. Yes, you heard Barry say that just now. I said... If you read the internet and you listen to any other podcasts, you will hear a completely unified front that says a lot of negative things, a lot of negative things about this pay-per-view on Sunday night. And, uh, once we get into the, the meat and potatoes, not to be confused with the, uh, lettuce and tomatoes, lettuce and tomatoes, (laughs) uh, I'm going to uh gonna, gonna let loose some opinions. And dear listeners, it's up to you to decide. Hey, we report you decide. We report you decide. We're fair and balanced here. Because we are the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Heard, heard. So let's jump right into this show. All There's right. of course gonna be a pre-show. This is not going to be a regular three-hour event. It's a four-hour event with an hour-long pre-show. Of course. Which means it's a five-hour event. Of course. But uh, unlike SummerSlam and WrestleMania, I think the pre-show is actually being kept to one hour instead of two. So it will max out at five or five-and-a-half hours as opposed to the six- or even seven-hour mark like WrestleMania. Right. But you know what? As excited as I am for this weekend... After what I'm sure we've already made up our minds is going to be a great War game show on Saturday night, uh, I don't know if I could stand more than five hours of uh, Survivor Series. So, please just keep it at three hours. They only have eight matches. What are they going to do for five hours? Mm-hmm. And this first one's going on, the pre-show. The Cruiserweight Championship match. Enzo Amore... Realest champ in the room. Bada boom. Up a hater. Enzo Amore is bringing that purple cowhide to Houston. He's going to raise and rope Broncos. And he's going to take on Kalisto. Uh, just for the hell of it. Haven't said it in a long time. Hashtag gay hairdresser Kalisto. Whatever happened to that idea? Uh, I don't know. Too busy making him a relevant person here from two hundred five live the cruiserweight division.
0: They are uh, they're making Callisto a credible threat to uh, Enzo's cruiserweight championship belt, um, and I guess we have to figure out if he's going to drop the belt on. And, and this this is the, you know this sounds horrible. It's a cruiserweight championship. It could very easily get dropped on the pre show. You know, yeah, for sure. So Unless of course Austin Aries were fighting for it. And then, then oh no, no, no way, no no. It was surgically attached to Neville's waist um when he was champion. But um it's I, I just, there's no reason to really give it to Kalisto. If if they were gonna give the belt to Kalisto, they would have done it on his birthday during two oh five live, which they made a big deal about and he did not win the belt. Um so I think that's kinda like, well, we didn't give it to him then. Because if they were going to do it anyway, they would have done it then. I agree. Um, so I, I think just Enzo keeps it. Also, Enzo having the belt's more fascinating. Callisto has the belt. It's, it's nothing, there's nothing exciting about that. And, and, the, and the whole the whole Enzo experiment's working, man. It is? People, I won't say they give a shit about 205 Live, but they kind of give a
1: shit. They're kind of interested in 205 Live. Now. Well, they at least give a shit about The Division. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're only giving a shit about it when it's on Raw. Right. But they are giving a shit about The Division. The belt, the championship, the champion, and right, so right, 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 right. And, and for clarification, we do love two
0: hundred five live. We do love the the cruiserweights. Oh, we do. I'm just we're, we're speaking on behalf of the the casual fan who's like two hundred and five live. <laughs> I don't think that that's true. Someone help me wipe myself. <laughs> oh my god! That's right. We we think uh, the casual wrestling fan is stupid, apparently.
1: Well, or at least incapable
0: of wiping them. They're capable of wiping themselves. That's that's sad.
1: So, yeah, I I do think uh, Enzo's going to hold on to this film. I agree. I'm going to pick Enzo as well, and I'm going to say this. I wish, and I know we were talking about this off the air yesterday, maybe, uh, I really, really wish this match weren't happening at this show. From the moment that Enzo split... The cruiserweight division, basically in half, mm-hmm. and half of them went with him, and half of them went with, I guess it would have been Neville. Gang uh, warfare, yay! It only made, so oh, they're setting up Survivor Series in six or eight weeks, or however long ago it was, and that would be great. The heel cruiserweights versus... Yeah. The baby face cruiserweights. This should be Enzo. Four and on four or five on five. This
0: should be Enzo and three heel cruiserweights against, I guess, Callisto and three face cruiserweights.
1: It's the Survivor Series. Have that match. I know, Derek. They have the talent. They they have the, the built-in storyline. This is, like, more evident of a storyline than anything else that is actually on the card. Mm-hmm. And it's not happening. I anyway, I know that we both fantasy booked this one. We wanted not only the two hundred five live heels versus baby faces. We also, I mean, we discussed various options for this, but I really like the idea of bringing up an NXT four or five person team. We discussed that, yeah, against a UK uh, division team. Acknowledge
0: that there are other brands besides just Raw and SmackDown. Survivor Series is the most wonderful place to do that. Yeah, especially well, War Games, too. Like there, There's so many wonderful ways to bring you know different factions and, and what have you. So That would have been neat, but we get a singles match for the, the Cruiserweight Championship belt, but that belt's staying around uh, the real champ of the room. Bada bing, bada boom. Cup of haters, lettuce and tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> and with that, we go into the real show. The actual show begins Survivor Series 2017, which sounds like... The distant future, but it is actually the present. Uh, it is the the very near present. Um, yeah, Survivor Series.
1: I think that they may start the show with the women's match. I don't know. I, I kind of I see that happening. I, I I see that the the actual Survivor Series style
0: matches are like the buns, and then the rest of the rest of the show are the are the meat. Well, the the, the meat, <laughs> the cheese. The lettuce and tomatoes. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The
1: lettuce and tomatoes. I see that happening.
0: Um, I I do do wonder if the Survivor Series men match will be the main event or if the AJ Styles-Brock Lesnar match will be the main event.
1: That will be interesting to see.
0: Considering it's both the highest championships, which are kind of equivalents, they are equivalents of each other, you know, even though Universal sounds better than the world. What? Oh that that's just world title. I'm talking about the universe title. But then you get the whole you know Horsehead Nebula Championship, uh Squid Guard defending champion,
1: uh which Darren hates, so <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, but the women's match, let's assume that it starts first. Okay. This is a traditional five on five Survivor Series match.
0: Yay and By the way, traditional Survivor Series match means elimination style, which I love.
1: Uh so that's great. And there's no beating the old school Survivor series. Period. Nah. They they, they throw, a, you know, us dogs a bone here by even having any. I mean, I remember years where they would have one traditional Survivor Series. No, there were
0: years where it was like Survivor Series is just the name of the pay-per-view. Isn't it? Right. And but, then, I mean, yeah. but that is like having a Royal Rumble pay-per-view without having the actual Royal Rumble. Right. That's and dumb. how
1: foolish is that? Right. So, yeah. But, so, you know, at least we get the ones that we get. And then, again, I'm going to get to and say a lot about the fact that the other matches are brand champions against one another. But let's 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 talk about this women's traditional survivor series interbrand elimination style match. Team Raw. The team representing Monday Night Raw is Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks and Bayley. Now, that is a really intense team, actually. That is. Alicia Fox, savvy, savvy vet. Highly athletic. Nia Jax, a, the Braun Strowman of the women's division. A monster among women. Asuka, who is the baddest ass in the land. Sasha Banks, a multi-time champion. The Bowels, if you will. And Bailey, hey, she's a hugger. And again, also champion multi- but she's held multiple belts. Uh, that's a, that's an intimidating team. And the, the Raw team will be taking on the ladies of SmackDown Live, whose captain is Becky Lynch. Uh, she will be uh, taking her team against Captain Alicia Fox's Raw team. But Becky Lynch is the captain of SmackDown Live, has Carmella, Mrs. Money in the Bank, at her side, Naomi, a former SmackDown women's champion, Tamina eh. It's kind of just like the Nia Jax Right Yeah Totally She is the Nia Jax Maybe Nia Jax and Tamina will do the doink The doink in the ring Yes And their final tag teammate is to be announced Oh, So they are going into the show with a mystery partner And also with Lana (laughs) And that's how it's being advertised Also, with Lana. Okay, so one of two things will happen. Either Lana will just
0: jump in the ring and say, I am the fifth person! Or, (laughs) or, uh, Paige, who we've seen uh, backstage at Raw, according to uh, Renee Young's uh, Instagram. um, She was backstage at Raw. That may have been done to kind of fool you, make you think she's coming back to Raw only, but if she shows up and she's on Team SmackDown... That's a big surprise. Also, be nice to have Paige back. Uh, Paige, who, last I heard, Darren, is free of the
1: Alberto Patron uh, monster, at, but... At, you know, believe it or not, we haven't reported on it on no, the show because we don't know for in sure. official capacity. But th- that's the rumor. It is the rumor. As Doc Holliday would say. It is the rumor. And Paige is all of a sudden, her social media has, much like Frampton, it has... Mm-hmm. Come alive. Right. And uh, whereas she has been almost radio silent on social media for a very, very long time, now all of a sudden it's advertising her new YouTube channel with uh, Rosa Mendez, former WWE uh, uh, female competitor and close friend of hers, uh, close friend of Paige's. Uh, She's advertising clothing brand. She's advertising that she's working out at the Performance Center. She's backstage at Raw. She's hanging out with Renee. Now she's at (laughs) Renee and Dean's compound in Las Vegas. And guess who's nowhere to be seen the whole time? Alberto. Where are you, Alberto? Far, far away, I hope. And good for her. What one way or the other, whatever may or may not have gone down all this time, a breakup can sometimes be a clean start. And in every other way, this girl has needed a clean start. So, you know, good for her. I'd be stoked if she were the the mystery person here. One, because good for her for getting back from her injury. And two, I'm excited to have her back on my television screen. She's a hell of a performer.
0: Right. Also, I think think she'd fit in nicely at SmackDown. Because I think with Asuka coming into Raw, they're kind of full right
1: now. You know, that makes a lot of sense. They're a little full right now.
0: Um, so these two teams going at it and I, I gotta say now that Charlotte, uh, who, by the way, uh, we didn't mention this, uh, Charlotte is now the women's champion. She won it from Natalia at the, uh, the last SmackDown going into Survivor Series. So it will be her taking on Alexa Bliss later on. So Charlotte no longer on the woman's team. Um, that means that, uh, no Charlotte, uh, Asuka's on the Raw team. Yeah. Raw, Raw team's going to win that one. Totally. Right. Even with a returning page,
1: possibly. Oh, you can't have Asuka lose. You really can't. You can't. <laughs> but also, it's an elimination style. So either Asuka's your sole survivor, or part of the bigger surviving team, right? Or I, I really don't know. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. Actually, I'm gonna say Team Raw wins this. But honestly, probably because. Probably because of Oscar. Probably because of Asuka. Because of Asuka. Uh, Paige returning, by
0: the way, is also a very small chance. It is a very small chance. So if odds it's are, not
1: her, is it Lana jumping odds in? Odds are it's just is Lana it, jumping. Is it Natalia? Because with Lana out there and with Charlotte involved in the, the match later in the show with Alexa, it's like everybody now in SmackDown in terms of the women is... Uh, are spoken for, right. uh, except Natalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I'm still going to go ahead and pick Raw, even not knowing who the, the the mystery woman is. And you're going with Raw as well. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Asuka and Naya and
0: Sasha, come on. How, how could they lose? <laughs>
1: Stranger <laughs> things have happened. Stranger <laughs> things they have definitely, definitely happened.
0: Happen. No, 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 that's just true but I I'm pretty confident that the Raw team's going to succeed.
1: All right. The first champion versus champion interbrand singles match is going to be between Intercontinental Champion The Miz with his title match Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, right, taking on the United States Champion Baron Corbin. Now the US belt over on SmackDown being held uh, by Baron Corbin representing SmackDown and the IC belt, the Intercontinental Championship, around the waist of the Miz representing Monday Night Raw. Right. Now very quickly before we get into the match, I,
0: I don't mind I, I, I do like it's the champions equivalent fighting each other. US and IC are, are about the same thing on you know in the WWE world. Um I, I, I don't mind that they're not title matches because that's that's absurd. You know, obviously it doesn't have to be. It's just, who's the better champion? I mean, this is all about, quote-unquote, bragging rights. So, I mean, th- to them, th- they think that's the highest the stakes can be. You know, I've always said, like, you know, why don't you say, like, there's a, a million-dollar briefcase that the winning team gets, and that that's the ultimate motivator, you know. But um, what I do hate, though, is that The Miz, even though The Miz is the IC champion again, which is like, oh, that's good for the IC championship, because it's, it's kind of forgotten about He's still not defending it. He He's not. He didn't defend it on the last uh, Raw pay per view TLC. He was in the main event with all those people, and a what seemed like a Survivor Series match, but technically was not because it was not elimination. Um, but I, I hate that the the IC belt is still being treated like that. They've poorly booked the IC belt for the last like year, and then that that's kind of depressing. But the U.S. Championship, however, on SmackDown is like like that's a hot commodity. Like. You know AJ getting it from Kevin Owens and proudly defending it, eventually dropping it to Corbin, and uh, it, it's all been very, very well done. I thought so. Anyway, I, I just, I don't know why
1: they can't seem to figure out the IC belt means something. I agree. I don't understand why he is not uh, defending it. it. At least it works for the character better than it might for somebody else. It's okay because if it ever were brought up. It would be like, well, it's the Miz, and so somehow he's getting around defending it. But it has no business, uh, just in general, not being defended. And uh, in this match, I don't know how these non-title exhibition champion versus champion matches are going to go. We're sitting here about to make our picks on all of these, and I really, uh, there are, I'm picking every one of these on the fly because I don't know. Even as I'm sitting here right now, what I'm about to say, because it's such a toss-up, and and I'm going to save my piece because I completely agree with you that I support the idea of them being non-title matches. But I'm going to save my piece for when we get to the big belts, and I and I'll and I'll and I'll sort of. Uh, <laughs> I see the <a> big belt. <laughs> no, I mean the the Universal versus the WWE title gotcha, coming gotcha, up later. Gotcha, gotcha. Instead of using this opportunity. I'm going to give my two cents on the same thing that you're arguing uh, to sort of back up your argument. Just I'm going to wait till we're talking about Lesnar and AJ to do so. But uh, as far as this, <laughs> well, which match by goes, the way, it's no longer Jinder Mahal and Brock Lesnar either.
0: Yeah. AJ Styles won the belt from Jinder Mahal recently, and, and so he's going on to fight Brock Lesnar. A lot of changes this pay per view. A lot of uh, a lot of people sliding in and out. Tag tag belts on Raw changed. Women's champion on SmackDown changed, and the the world champion on SmackDown changed weeks into
1: going into this, which is kind of crazy. And I'm going to say, first, 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 there was the whole, is it the mumps? Is it viral meningitis? Whatever it was, there were people that were out of action. There were plans that had to change. There was Kurt Angle coming out of the mothballs. There was Triple H working house shows as part of the Shield a lot of last-minute changes that came with this widespread sickness or fear of sickness or contagiousness or whatever, that, uh, that that's good. That's fine. That's giving people their money's worth. That's not short-changing people who had already bought tickets. Whatever, whatever, whatever. If that's Vince McMahon's approach, good for him. Give people a bang for their buck. That's fine. What I don't like, what I do not like, is how evident it is in some of this booking, not all of it, but some of it, that is so clear now that marketing is steering the ship 100%. And we've And known that about WWE for a very long time. It's no longer about booking a wrestling program. It's about producing a television show. Right. And it's about running a marketing monster. I get it. I understand that. But usually it's not this unbelievably clear and transparent. Uh, Charlotte's a way better story. Get the belt off Natalia. All right. You know, gender's not working in the Indian market like we thought. Get it on AJ. Well, sh-
0: it's just. Charlotte also releasing a book with her
1: father. It's it's kind of good. And him being sick. The book. And they double shot no, no. Atlanta and Charlotte. All right, all I right. realize that but that doesn't, no, but weak, that, that feeds, that doesn't that weaken point. my point that, that, that's what i'm saying that feature point it's just it's so obvious now and it's like sure should you look through the lens of history you go back and you probably see some stuff during some some of the gilded ages some of our treasured attitude era and nwo and even late 80s moments if you really went back and looked and read between the lines and looked at you know ticket sales and read people's autobiographies and put two and two together you would go oh I didn't ever realize that that's why they did that with Brutus Beefcake. Right. We just bought it back then because we bought it. But I will say part of why we had to have bought it so easily was it was disguised a little bit better. Hell, it was even disguised a little bit better just a year ago. This last six weeks has been so plainly business driven. It just reeks. Is it's so inorganic that it's just screaming fakeness, right. and that is that's a detriment to the business. No, I, I, but I, I, I agree. Anyway, in this match, who do you got? Because I still can't make my pick. I uh, still can't it,
0: do. it means more to let the Miz go over on Corbin. Uh, I, I think they were they were like, "All right, Corbin, you get the U.S. title, but like, you watch your back. No more, no more. You stay off of Twitter, okay?" <laughs> so I, I do think the Miz. He's got he's got the Miz Dirage, so he's gonna be fine. I, I will say the Miz goes over on Baron Corbin.
1: Okay. Well, you know, I think that's going to be interesting because it's straight up heel versus heel. Yeah, you don't see that very often. And it's two big, you know, top of the mid-card belts I see in U.S. Uh, but the Miztourage may be the difference here. Unless somebody from Raw comes out and costs it, you know, for Miz inadvertently because right. one night only they're, you know, supposedly going to be United, the 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 brands that is. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Miz too. Yeah, I see with the Miz on that one. All right, next up we have the Shield versus the New Day.
0: <laughs> it's it's such a filler match. It, it really is.
1: It uh, and on the surface, it doesn't. It doesn't work.
0: It's it's not anything.
1: The New Day are the longest ever-reigning ever tag champs of ever in any WWE-controlled set of circumstances. They are uh, now... They've also been SmackDown tag team champions. They are merchandise machines. They are fan favorites. They're world-renowned. And they're a hot commodity. Until... You put that graphic up on the screen, yeah, and you see Roman Reigns, love him or hate him, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose versus these three clowns. Yeah,
0: all these three uh, performers who were former world champions, <laughs> right? In the last like year and a half, um, versus the New Day. Not one world champion between any of them. Um, it, it is. It is kind of like, bleh. It, it,
1: it, like it really. This is like. It, to go back to that to that Monday Night Wars era, this would be like Hogan, Hall, and Nash fighting Disco Inferno, Alex Wright, and Tokyo Magnum. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're not wrong about that. But also,
0: you got to think about TLC, which happened just weeks ago, where without Roman Reigns, you know, Rollins and Ambrose and Angle, who was gone for most of the match, <laughs> held off Kane, Braun Strowman, The Miz... Sheamus and Cesaro on their own. And now they have Roman Reigns, who, who's even more, you know, quote-unquote, powerful right. than both of them. So, and so the, how are they going to beat The New Day? <laughs> and it's funny because I think everyone's kind of approaching this match the same way, but I think that might be a good a good way for WWE to be like, oh, we gonna, we got to swerve the fans and have The New Day go over on the shield. And there, there's no way they would do it fairly... Um, but it, the thing is, this would be a, this would be a decent match. Like like wrestling ability wise, the New Day very capable of pulling off a very good match. Wrestling their wise, matches, I agree. Their matches with the Usos are actually really good matches. They are. Those are textbook tag team matches. When
1: you take the damn trombone out of Xavier Woods' hands, right, right. and tell him. Hey, let's pull off uh, some wrestling moves. Yeah, he—I think he remembers the days that he was an accomplished amateur wrestler. He remembers the days where he was Consequences Creed. Mm-hmm. He remembers his NXT days, his FCW days, and he remembers how to wrestle. Right, Big E. Though I've—I've I've told you
0: before, I think he's a—he's going to be a champion one day. He will be the world champion one day, and I absolutely
1: agree with that. After he, of course, turns on the New Day. Let me say this. Does the shield beat the New Day so badly that we, fir- we this is the first crack in the New Day? No, 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 no. The New Day sells so much merch,
0: and that they have so many like products now. They do the bootios and all the stuff. I, I don't. There's no way they'll break them up anytime soon. I think <sighs> a lot of wrestlers have had to keep gimmicks for a long time because they sold so much merch. Um, well, you're pro- not wrong. They you aren't not. They wrong. probably would have broken up uh, uh, Big Cass and Enzo Amore long ago, if not for all the fucking t-shirts they sold. Um, so I, I will, I will say that that won't happen. But it will happen eventually. Um, but I mean, the Shield has to win, right? So I mean, I, I feel bad for the whole Shield thing because it was such a big deal to get the entire Shield together, and then then Roman Reigns got got ill. Um so it became the Shield and Kurt Angle. In which case it wasn't about the shield, it was about Kurt Angle's return. Then they go overseas to fight as the S.H.I.E.L.D. Triple H filling in for Roman Reigns. So it's about Triple H. So it became about who the S.H.I.E.L.D. gets to replace Roman Reigns every time they get together. So it's not about the S.H.I.E.L.D. at
1: all. No, and, and it's not, it's extra, extra not about the S.H.I.E.L.D. because Rollins and Ambrose were already they together. They were already
0: together, yeah. They so were of. They're a footnote So oh, look who,
1: look who's in the S.H.I.E.L.D. today. Right, it's not like Rollins got sick and it was right. Roman and Ambrose which would still be like, well, okay, there's, well, that's, that's this, this is still the, this is still the Right.
0: So this is the first like big match with the three of them actually together. And it's almost like the idea is dead already. And th- the thing is like you bring them against this, like, you know, basically all due respects, a new day, non-credible threat, you know,
1: uh, <laughs> it's just like, well, no, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know what you're saying about the non-credible threat. I mean, we, I just sat there and, 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 and read off all of their accomplishments they, they, it couldn't possibly be a more credible threat, except when you actually look at them, right? Because it's like, okay, your guys are just walking, talking ice cream cones. But it is walking popsicles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, against three guys in riot gear who all mean mugged everybody to death and mm-hmm. have all been the world freaking champion. Absolutely. No Seth freaking Rollins, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely going with The Shield. Did you say you're going with The Shield? Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. All because it
0: has to be The Shield. If The Shield lost this match, then it's like, then why are we talk, we've been talking about
1: The Shield for these months? Right. Like, what a waste yeah. of fucking breath. It all goes away. Yeah. The whole reunion that has has almost not even been immediately goes down the toilet with a loss here. Unless Strowman shows up and goes, I remember that I hate Roman Reigns. It's like, no, Strowman, no. Raw for life. <laughs> I mean and that could be it. That this could be because people are already asking, what do you do to break up the shield this time? Mm-hmm. Because there's no way Vince McMahon is going to go into New Orleans and WrestleMania 34 next year, which is only 6 months away. It's not really next year anymore. It's next calendar year, but here we're on the back side now. Mm-hmm. You know Vince is not going to go into that pay-per-view and not have Roman Reigns in a singles match in the main event.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they all just went their separate ways. Like, all right, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. We finally had Roman that's Reigns in a match. That's not what they're going to do. All right, but I mean, it, it has to be Rollins turning on him again, right? They have to fall for it again. That way they're like, okay, this can never happen okay. again. Okay, that's what I would want. That's what I would want, yeah.
1: I would want Seth Rollins... To turn it, because first of all, babyface Seth Rollins does not work for me. Right. I don't hate him because I like to watch him wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins' personation. <laughs> hes post. a
0: buzzsaw. He's, he's
1: a, a, buzzsaw. He a buzzsaw. He's, um, he's the jury. <laughs> I like think we've made this joke before. Okay, he. No, okay. Yeah, Seth Rollins has to be the one, and if I'm fantasy booking here, because uh, I don't like him as a babyface, and. Yes, the fact that he would break up the shield twice mm-hmm. would be like, oh my god. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind seeing, and I actually think it would be more likely, that Roman's going to be the one. Because there's no way they're just going to go like, alright guys, good, good job, good, and let's walk our separate ways. No, but what's weird about Roman Reigns
0: is people are kind of okay with him right now. Right? You know, the fact that he's in the shield, it's kind of like, ah, oh, but Roman, he's the shield, yeah and roman being off television for a few weeks like did, did did wonders for roman like he came out and he was booed a little bit but like more so cheered and people did the boo-ah for the triple power bomb and like didn't say like but fuck you, you know, they <laughs> usually do so i i don't know i think people might dig the shield finally together again and who knows what the plan was to begin with with the shield getting back together again cuz Lord knows it's kind of they're kind of winging it now so
1: Oh, for sure, and they there's are.
0: plenty of time between now. I mean, how cool would it be for Shield to exist during the Rumble? You have all three of the Shield of the Rumble. I mean, it's kind of worth it to keep them together for all that. So yeah, yeah. The Shield might be here to stay for for longer than we all think, but we both think that the Shield will be victorious in this match because why would you have them lose? The New Day. It's just not not smart.
1: No, no, definitely not. It, it's definitely a momentum killer. Oh, for sure it is. For sure it is. And, and, and I am going to say maybe we do start to see some dissension among the popsicles. Oh. I, I mean the New Day. <laughs> Next up, we have Champion versus Champion, non-title, inter-brand singles match between the top women in the business today. Mm-hmm. Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss taking on SmackDown Live's new... Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, like you said earlier, capturing that SmackDown Live Women's Championship from Natalya Neidhart on SmackDown just last week in Charlotte's hometown of, get this, Charlotte. Oh, can I was say uh, uh, Minnesota? No, no. And a matter of fact, we did get to see the Nature Boy come out. It looked like a very real surprise. I don't, I somehow I think they fooled uh, Charlotte and I don't think Charlotte knew that her dad was going to be there. Yeah, I was kind of like, I wish their music was just a little bit
0: more different because <laughs> it just sounded like they restarted Charlotte's theme again.
1: It's just kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great to see the Nature Boy, you know, we, he's been off of television and completely because of his illness that he had recently and uh, a lot of, lot of uh, social media presence, uh, a lot of love from the sports world, the entertainment world, uh, all sorts of celebrities uh, on Twitter and stuff following Ric Flair and the, the recovery of the Nature Boy following his uh, very serious ailment and surgery that he had a while back. And then all of that just amplified by the premiere of his documentary last week, the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, Nature Boy. And then there he was on SmackDown in the flesh. We knew that he had been backstage The night before in Atlanta, his new hometown where he is living these days uh, for Monday Night Raw. But then back in his old stomping grounds, Charlotte's hometown, the Queen City. And uh, very cool to see the nature boy. Absolutely. But on this night in Houston at the Survivor Series... Charlotte will probably not have her dad at ringside and she will be taking on the goddess. So it's the goddess versus the queen. Right.
0: And I, I love Alexa bliss. Lord knows, I love Alexa bliss. Um, but I think it's SmackDown lives time to win a match and Charlotte just won the championship. So, and Charlotte, Charlotte is the better wrestler out of the two. I hate comparing the two because they're
1: different. Um, but I, Charlotte's probably going to win this one, right? I'm going to go with Charlotte as well, but I'm super excited about it because of how different these girls are. Yeah. Somehow, this seems more different than any other matchup I can imagine.
0: Yeah, they were on the shakeup together, so they, they've they've never actually
1: crossed paths. And they are correct me if I'm wrong. They're the only two now that have held both both, both championships. Both yeah. championships. I hope they
0: hope they mentioned that during the pre show because that is a very interesting fact um they've both held both women's championships and who kn- who thought Alexa Bliss would be the first one to do that by the way
1: very cool that she was yeah. not that I want to take anything away from Charlotte and not that she doesn't deserve every good thing that she gets but they did get into a pattern there for a while where anything and everything that was, was a milestone yeah. was given exclusively to Charlotte we we made we made have... Jokes
0: <laughs> about that on the show in the past. So where it's, it's yeah. If, if it was a first time in women's history, then Charlotte was there and be like me. So it's good to see that Alexa was the first to hold yeah. both belts because Charlotte that's... running out of mantle space. I think for her, <laughs> probably for her Academy Awards for wrestle firsts. Um, but again, I think this is going to
1: be a good match. It'll, and, be and, it'll be a good
0: match, but I do think that Team Blue needs to get one because I'm pretty sure Shield's going to win. Pretty sure Miz is going to win. So it's like there has to be a balance. Last Survivor Series was the first time it was brand versus brand in Survivor Series. You know, for this whole for this whole ordeal, this whole uh, you know, oh, these two brands are different. <laughs> um, but it, it was it was very even. Uh, so I think this is one way to
1: um, kind of even it out a little bit. So yeah, Charlotte. Next up, we have more champion versus champions, a non-title tag team interbrand. Match between Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. The Raw Tag Team Champions, The Bar. Because mm-hmm. they don't just set the bar. They are The Bar. Right, And you know who's calling them that, don't you? They are? They are. Nice. Cesaro and Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus. Cesaro replete with mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. that he now doesn't talk without. Taking on the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Jimmy and Jay. The Usos. The Usos. What Oose? you got about what you know about that blue brand Us? I, I know the Uso Penitentiary has got me on lockdown. I have been such a fan of the Usos since the Heel turn. Oh, I, I have too, yeah, yeah. Even before it was a real heel turn, when it was just simply alright, no more grass skirts instead flak jackets and, you know, sideways baseball caps, I was on board then. And then as they actually developed it, instead of just being a fashion statement into being an actual gimmick, dude, I love it. Big, big Usos fan here. But I will say this, not as big a fan of the Usos as I am of the bar. And not a lot of wrestling t-shirts am I interested in in these days, but I want that the bar shirt as a super killer wrestling t-shirt that's also semi-fashionable and, strangely enough, not black. Oh. In the world of all wrestling t-shirts have to be black and the coolest ones are black and they are. Right. This is a pretty rad gray, like, heather gray t-shirt. That's why so. the Whole and Show t-shirts are blue. Royal blue, baby. Royal blue, baby. Adam Cole, baby. If you want a the Whole and Show t-shirt, Hit us up send us an email it could be yours it could be yours for the price of the price of the shirt exactly all <laughs> you have to pay is the price of the shirt and if you want
0: one that i've worn in the bed uh, <laughs> i'm not I'm not some of these wrestlers who won't give you the stuff they've worn. I'll do it, baby. <laughs> exactly. If you want me to eat like six cookies while wearing <laughs> yes. it? Yes. I was gonna do that anyway. We may even <laughs> <I> have. <made laughs> as well, I may as well. Well, you salad. were gonna do it
1: anyway. I'm, I'm doing it right now. And if you want a, a Matt Cross worn <laughs> whole rough and show T shirt, well, we probably don't that's, have that's, one. That's going to
0: take some uh, some logistical uh, work on our our, our cart. Yeah, we we got to get back in touch with Matt Cross first. First, we have to he has to return our phone calls first, and then we have to convince him to do it.
1: But it's not outside of the realm of possibilities. Hey, hey! So if you're one the of those, if you're one of those people who keeps emailing Matt Cross about his underwear, you can go ahead and email <laughs> us. About a t-shirt. We'll try and make it happen. Please don't email him about wearing one of our shirts. They'll be like, oh, you fucking
0: guys. Anyway. Oh, it's you. It's them. Sorry, son of Havoc. Apologize to your father of Havoc. <laughs> well, I guess technically, no, because, wait, 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 wait. If he's the son of Havoc, that means his father's name is Havoc, right? Right. Okay. So, father of Havoc... Would be the grandfather of Son of Havoc, correct? Oh, my, yes. Yes, okay. (laughs) Father of Havoc
1: is grandfather of Son of Havoc. Okay, I'm glad we figured that out. Which, again, as long as we're talking about our Chikara characters, I want to be grandfather of Son of Havoc.
0: As long as we're talking about this WWE match, let's talk about. uh, You know, I think that
1: might be an SAT question. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, (laughs) who. If the Grandfather of the Son of Havoc...
0: (laughs) I could see it on a Scantron. If
1: if Grandfather of Son of Havoc is the Grandfather of the Son of Havoc, who is Havoc? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, basically, that gets you at least 400 points on the SAT. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, that's the same amount you get for putting your name on it, right? I, 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 I did
0: it incorrectly, so I don't know. I'll never know. But I think I might start a character in wrestling called Havoc... And people will think, "Are you? Are you? Are you son of Havoc's father? Are you
1: father of are son you, of Havoc?
0: Are you the somehow younger father of uh, Havoc?" <laughs>
1: anyway, so tag team wrestling in WWE, that, it, it's almost as interesting as what we're talking about. <laughs> it is, it's pretty interesting. No, I think this is a cool match. They, um, the Usos, said on SmackDown. You know, just last year it was us. We, you know, it was us in the bar, and there we were. And so here we are again, only this time it is just you know straight up now, tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oose? and uh <laughs> we got the bar, and Jimmy and jay uh going uh going right at it for none of the marbles, yeah, but for the bragging rights, and uh oh, we're getting ever closer to my to my tirade, but uh. No titles on the line, just a straight up excellent wrestling match here, and I think all four of these guys are super talented, and I love the bar every week more than I did even the week before. Right, the bar just won the championship belts though, so I think that's kind of like,
0: no, you guys are great. We gave you the belts. You wanted wanted you to be in this match. That's kind of your reward. The Usos have been really good champs over on the the blue the blue side. Uh, I think like they might do a surprise upset on the on the bar.
1: Yeah, and also I think that I mean, because Usos are heel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. They are the heels. I, I just can't get over New well, Day. They're, they're both the heels. Oh well, I, no, no. I mean, yeah, rough. for sure, for sure. The I mean, like on their brand, because yeah, for sure, the bar are heels. I don't know. I keep thinking of the Usos like with New Day, and I'm thinking uh, I can't get over New Day not being heel. So right. even though they really haven't been for a very long time, anyway, uh, I think you're right. Uh, I think that uh, the the bar, despite being legitimate badasses and tough guys, they sort of roll with the punches. Well, they're that they're the type of heels that it's okay to see them lose. Whereas the Usos, they don't need to rack up too many uh, L's. Uh, Because it makes them look weak, doesn't really make the bar look weak. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Usos, and you too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it first, so yes,
1: yes. (laughs) Well, (laughs) no, no, I had the thought
0: first. Remember?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So now we have the two biggest belts in the in the industry, in in the the world, world of pro wrestling, in the universe. That's true. Brock Lesnar representing Raw has the universal championship and the advocate Paul Heyman at his side. AJ Styles may, be have, may have Daniel Bryan at his side as an advocate. I don't know if that was a one-night-only thing or if we might see Daniel Bryan out being, you know, the head cheerleader. Not Francine, but, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody to support AJ there, somebody to play off of Paul Heyman. And AJ carrying the black leather WWE Championship, which Daniel Bryan did call the WWE Championship of the World yeah. on SmackDown this week. So it's the World Championship versus the Universal Championship. It is Raw versus SmackDown. It's the two main guys. I'm going to say, first and foremost, I'm excited about the match. I'm excited about the matchup. But I'm a little disappointed that it's not Brock and Gender. I really am. Everybody else in the world seems super stoked that it's AJ and not Gender. Um, I'm not disappointed that it's AJ. I'm disappointed that it's not gender. Love AJ, and it's going to be a good match. But the idea of Gender Mahal and the 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 bill of sale that we have been given—that is the legitimate champion, Gender Mahal, fighting Lesnar—I was on board. No, I I I know
0: we 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 sort of spoke of this. We didn't really get into it, but. We were already being sold gender versus Brock Lesnar uh, gender is a credible champion you know he's, he's defended it against uh, Orton defended it against uh, Nakamura sadly. Um, and also you know the size Jenner Mahal's got some height he's got some some muscle on the body. So like it would like size wise he would look good staring down Brock Lesnar. Yes. Um. So that, that was fine and like you know ads for it. Paul Heyman was talking about it. So it was like oh good I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, we do kind of talk about this in the last episode a little bit. But um. So but that's just one of the many uh, match changes that ha- that happened because the belts changed hands so much all of a sudden. We swear to God, belts do not change hands that frequently. But all of a sudden, right up to Survivor Series, when it's going to be belt versus belt, you know, or rather belt holder versus belt holder, um, that's when they go like, oh no, but this uh, rearrange that. Okay, and not, not her as champion. So uh, it's kind of infuriating. So I was already kind of locked into all these matches and they were changing. and It was kind of like, well then, I'm not going to give a shit until like the pre-show. Because that's when I know for sure what the matches will be. Um, but, but... But, Darren, this is the only time you'll ever see Brock Lesnar fight AJ Styles in a wrestling ring. This is it.
1: I completely agree. We'll never <laughs> see it again. That's why I said, in no way am I disappointed that this right. match is happening. I just would have liked to have seen this gender Lesnar match, too. And now I've got to take, this is the time. This is the time that I'm taking to refute all the people writing on the internet, all of the people talking on the podcasts, All the talking heads, the chatterboxes, the IWC, the opinion havers, the assholes. Listen up. This is exactly what you want the Survivor Series to be. These are the kinds of matches that you want at the Survivor Series. You want them here because you're not going to get them at WrestleMania. WrestleMania is the ideal place for it. And whether it's WrestleMania or whether it's Survivor Series, you want, in a brand era champion versus champion, and you won it with no titles on the line. That's where the arguments begin. Everybody wants the titles on the line. How stupid are you? (laughs) Wow. I am, I'm like, I'm sick of it. And that's why I'm, I'm getting pissed right now. Yeah. Lex Luger style, you know, and your t-shirts are too tight too, Billy. (laughs) I, I'm just saying it makes me so mad to hear people bitching that these, Inter-brand matches are non-title. What do you expect? They can't be title for title. Because that means in every single instance, you have unified titles that deliberately exist to represent champions on separate brands. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And... You, If you combine them, then you've screwed that system up. Or let's say you don't combine them. You just have the winners carry around both belts. Well, then all of a sudden, you've got to have somebody from the other brand coming over to fight for it or somebody on the same brand fighting for the belt that actually belongs on the other show. It becomes so unbelievably convoluted and it completely throws the baby out with the bathwater that is the brand split itself so no these do not need to be title matches they need to be non-title exhibitions okay. what do you think no you you know i agree completely um because
0: all all the uh the logistics of of getting the belts that are exclusive to one brand on other shows and they're trying to get them off the show. Like that—that's too much trouble than it's actually worth. The fact that it is just oh, it's your best against our best. That in itself is like the, the winner of that. Oh, I must be the best. You don't need a belt for that. You know this is a one night only thing. Um, what about best versus the best round two? Like who cares? Um, so this is kind of like the this this is brand Survivor Series has become brand warfare, um, and I'm glad they're sticking to that because that's that's interesting. And you get to see people wrestle who you haven't seen wrestle all fucking year. So it's like, oh, thank God, Lesnar and AJ Styles are going to touch.
1: You know what I mean? Like, Because they never would have. Right. And in, in, and when you have that, you, you do put a significance on the belts. Because right. it is by virtue of the belts that the matchups are what they are. But the belts then, once they establish who's fighting they take a back seat right and guess what if these were real actual competing brands that belong to separate corporations the belts wouldn't be on the line that way either well
0: think of it this way Finn Balor versus AJ Styles how great of a match was that right if they were both champions at the time would it have made that match any more special no no it still would have been it's just. About oh the man, belt. you never see this. Oh, we're seeing it happen. It's
1: not in this sense. It's not about it's the belt. Not we
0: just talked about, about how the Miz the has been IC champion forever. It doesn't matter. It, like he never defends it, but and he's the Miz. It's fun to watch him wrestle or whatever. So, yeah.
1: and the last example I'll give is take a look at McGregor Mayweather. It, it, the fact that's that actually that a very good example. If you would if you're like say if you if you feel that the IC belt, the US belt, should be on the line here between the Miz and Baron Corbin, that's like saying McGregor should have put one of his UFC belts on the line against Mayweather in a boxing match. Right. I realize we're not talking about intersport here or interdiscipline. Talking about interstellar though at the universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, here at Survivor Series, we're not talking about interdiscipline match. But it is the same thing. There's no need for it. There's no sense in it. Mm -hmm. So for all these arguments to act like not only the opposite of this, but truly the opposite, they argue that there's no sense in them not being title matches. Mm -hmm. I'm done with it. I I I hate that line of thinking. I don't get it. I think, and we rag on WWE booking, but I am not going to do it here. This is precisely how you book these matches.
0: Well, a little sloppy getting there. Sure. Uh, definitely all, 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 all the title belt changes that, that suddenly happen. I cannot disagree. Okay. Uh, but, no, uh, belts don't have to be online because, like I said before, it is about brand versus brand. It, it is totally that. Because it's also a nightmare. And, you know, when, when you're when you're calling someone out who is not on your show, it, it's, it's really hard to do. Especially in the world of wrestling you need to see these people touch, you know, you you need to see people get in in into those faces every week. And that just doesn't happen with the brands. Um, So it's, it's, that doesn't work on television. You know, best example of that is when Mickey James came back to fight Oscar and NXT, but like Mickey James has a little video saying, I'm coming for you, Oscar. And then you don't see Mickey James until takeover. Right. But Oscar's like, Mickey James, I I fight you, you know, and it's kind of (laughs) like, where's her opponent to say anything about that? So, yeah. I'm with you, man. I get it. So, on this podcast, which is the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, uh, we call it like it
1: is, and we say exhibition's fine. It's about the brand, not about the belt. Absolutely. Well, then whose brand is victorious here when we're talking about the two biggest belts in the industry not being on the line? Lester has won
0: a lot of matches since he beat Goldberg. I can see, and since the belt's not on the line... I can see AJ, who also kind of saved more or less TLC by flying halfway across the world uh, to uh, to get involved and fight Finn Balor and take a loss to Finn Balor. I can see AJ pulling a victory out on Brock Lesnar on this in this match. What do you think? Obviously, not going to overpower Brock Lesnar. That's not going to happen. But I think like constantly putting him in like the calf crusher, like just being too fast for Lesnar to catch up with. And there's there's so many ways like you know it's it's title holder versus title holder so you can have a lot of raw locker room people running out or SmackDown locker room running out it can go either way I do think AJ kind of slips out with a victory though I
1: think gender Mahal gets involved
0: yeah 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 there was a bit of those two kind of like having a brief encounter at uh, at SmackDown Live but does gender cost AJ the match Uh I-
1: that that seems like the way they would do it. Yeah. But I think whether it's by accident or whether it's, you know, out of the way, Brock. I was already preparing for you, Brock. Right. I hate you, Brock. I want AJ either out of some strange, like, unexpected loyalty to SmackDown. Right. Or... Since AJ took the belt from me, I want to take the belt from AJ. All right. As soon as this is over, it's right back to the hall again for AJ style. The very next night. Absolutely. The very next night. Well, two nights later. Two nights later. Right, right. And I believe that gender will get involved. And he will not help AJ like in any altruistic fashion. No. But he will. It'll be you didn't beat him.
0: I beat him. Basically right. for you. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I like that. Um, I'm going to go
1: with AJ. Yeah, yeah go to AJ. Yeah. I'm going to go with AJ. And then we will see what happens from there because if Brock Lesnar loses in any fashion, even retaining the belt, there's going to be excellent, excellent uh, maneuvering by Paul Heyman to explain it all away. Right. And now we are at our main event of the evening Survivor Series 2017. A Survivor Series match. We're saying it's going to be the main event. Fingers crossed it's the main Cena event. Cena
0: and Triple H are
1: involved. It's going to be the main event. And Shane. hmm I am so excited by nine of these ten, ten participants in this match. I... Shane McMahon has no place in this match. <laughs> He he doesn't. I'm the one that complained about Shane McMahon taking up
0: uh, taking up AJ's dance card at uh, WrestleMania last year, Um, and here you are, you know, being mad at Shane McMahon, and I'm with you on that. Um, But do like though that it is Shane versus Kurt Angle. I like that Shane and Kurt Angle. I also
1: like. Well, Kurt Angle used to be a wrestler. (laughs) I kind of like, you know, Shane dropped the dropped the brother-in-law line mm-hmm. as well. So now that Triple H is involved, there's a little bit of uh, of so, something there with Shane and Triple H, mm-hmm. because which is what ultimately loses the match for the Raw people. And that's the match I would not mind seeing at WrestleMania. Stop putting Shane McMahon against The Undertaker and AJ Styles. Uh... Stop it. No? But somehow working a story uh, up for April in New Orleans between Shane and Triple H, I'd like to see that match. Right. Because we know they're real-life brothers-in-law, and that isn't, you're not hurting or even stealing any light from a young guy or from, you know, some legend like The Undertaker. That would just be straight-up interesting.
0: Right. Well, let's go ahead
1: and actually announce the team. Yes, let's. Let's, let's, let's. let's. That
0: that way we we can dissect it more when people actually know who's on what team.
1: All right. Because even I have forgotten. Please remind me. (laughs) Yeah. The Raw brand. The Raw brand will be represented by its general manager, Kurt Angle. And Triple H, who was the last man to join the team. So right right now it's wow this reeks of attitude here. Kurt Angle and Triple H Mold. on a Survivor Series team together. Yeah. Braun Strowman. <laughs> Wait to hear the other team. <laughs> Finn Balor mm-hmm. and Samoa Joe. What? Yep. Taking on SmackDown Live's blue team, the five man team, captained by Shane McMahon, the Commissioner of SmackDown Live. Joining him will be Randy Orton. Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the last man to join their team, John Cena. Right. So, wow, that, uh, that is a stacked deck. That, that was, is a stacked deck. We we looked at
0: this image of these uh, ten men, and it was like, how many how many times were with, with a heavyweight championship held between. Triple H, Cena, and Orton, like, oh, over 40 over times. Over 40 times, yeah. just those three guys. Just
1: those three guys, it's insane. You've got IWGP title holders, yeah. TNA title holders, NXT champions. Three NXT
0: champions, uh, wait, four former NXT champions.
1: Wow, that's right. Yeah. That is, I, yeah. The titles, even, notwithstanding, just a glance at, well, here is the here is the last decade and a half of wrestling yeah right there there it is that's crazy and and it, and it's very representative because to me at this point the Kurt Angle we're seeing now is, is the TNA Kurt Angle mm-hmm. and that is I, I say that with no malice and I say that with no discount the Kurt Angle the TNA Kurt Angle was just as good as the WWE Kurt Angle he was on a less well produced product right but he was just as good if not better and that's the current Angle we're getting, you know? And Bobby Roode, sure, the gimmick's different, but Bobby Roode, just, he is TNA. He's solid. Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah, NXT, uh, standout. He, but he is New Japan. Yeah, That's another brilliant aspect to this match. Out of these ten guys, Finn Balor. Finn Balor still reeks of New Japan to me. I love him. And he's so NXT, too. But I love it. This matchup is, is crazy. All I know is if, the, if this match becomes...
0: Triple H and Kurt Angle versus Shane and like Cena. There's something very wrong with WWE. Yes, because there's, there's a lot of quote young talent that are not really young; they're in their late 30s and early 40s. Um, <laughs> but newer, like younger, in that you know, Ringo was the the <laughs> Ringo was the newest Beatle, but he was the oldest Beatle. Um, that that whole thing. I mean, like you know, Bobby Roode and Shinsuke there, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe there. It's like you better have some faith. These are all these are all your super NXT call-ups, you know, minus Oscar. Um, so the, they better they better be in that match for a while. This match is going to be great. Like I, I'm looking forward to Shinsuke, you know, wrestling anyone on the other side. Like Shinsuke and Samoa Joe get matching. Fucking Finn Balor and and, and Shinsuke Nakamura squaring off. Like basically anyone anyone in Shinsuke wrestling. I, I can't wait for. But Shinsuke
1: Nakamura and Braun Strowman. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shinsuke. And Kurt Angle.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be great. Like, Bobby
1: um, Roode and Triple H.
0: Yeah, and Finn Balor and Bobby Roode. Right.
1: Finn Balor and John Cena. Yeah.
0: This is a cool match. It's really cool. Again, Survivor Series, because it's this inner brand you know, thing going on, you get to see people, like I said, touch each other. They never get involved with each other.
1: Here is where you have to press the pause button. On the argument that we always make, it's our argument, mm-hmm. which is stop signing with the WWE. <laughs> stop bringing in more talent. Right. Stop feeding me. Yeah. This is where they get a chance to let it shine. Mm-hmm. This is where they go. Uh, you know, Shane McMahon aside and the semi-retired Angle and, and Triple H aside, this is where when you look at this match, you go, no. This, this is this is why we sign these people. Mm-hmm. This is why we sign a, a gigantic cross-section of the best talent in every and any organization. Because that way, we have matches like this. Right. We have 10-man matches that blow your mind to just read. Just read a list and you get excited. You pop for a list. Yeah. I mean, I always pop for a list, but that's <laughs> a different story. And I think you've already made your pick. I heard you say this is where it starts to unravel and cost Raw the match.
0: As far as SmackDown Live goes, it seems like they're just a cohesive team. It's like, you guys, we're gonna we're gonna do this uh, Shadow Max style, bah, bah, bah. You know, Raw though, it's like Angle wants his son. His son isn't good enough. They replace him with tri- like Stephanie does a power move and and brings in Triple H to kind of fill out the team. So I think there's already that kind of inner turmoil. Braun Strowman's a loose cannon; he can just turn on his team at any moment. So storyline-wise, because it will be business as usual on Monday, you know, Raw the next day, and all this will be like basically history. It'll be in the vaults, and you know, onto the next thing. Um, there is more storyline fodder there on Raw, um, so I, I I do think that shit will <laughs> shit will go wrong for the Raw team. But um, I don't know because SmackDown Live did win uh, the the Survivor Series match uh, last year, so it might be time for Raw to win. But ugh, it's, that's a tough call for sure. I don't know, Darren. What, what do you think? What do you, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, my initial pick is to go with Raw mm-hmm. for for Raw to win. It's
0: a powerhouse, right?
1: The it is. It is. I don't know that unless they really let Angle just wild out. I don't know that he is even going to appear to be strong enough to carry this team. I think it would be foolish to let Triple H look that strong. Although I feel like he probably physically is still capable of doing it. Right. You Same know Triple with, H wants uh, to I lock know. up with with Nakamura. You know he
0: wants to do that at least once, just for fun. Oh man, I, I would. Yeah, yeah. I, and actually, that would, that would, that would be cool. I how about how about it? Just singles match with me and Nakamura, <laughs> and it's an Iron Man match. Uh, There's gonna be a lot of sleeper holes because I'm I'm not physically fit at all.
1: Oh man, I should say that to myself and not uh, whisper that to you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't feel confident in this pick. But I don't think they care. I don't think they care enough about, like, Rude and Nakamura to bother with this loss being... Like, trying to avoid this loss for their sake. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Cena, I don't think it matters. Shane, it definitely doesn't matter, except in a storyline capacity, which could be a good thing. So... All of that kind of points to a raw victory. But then if there's a raw victory, then all of a sudden, I think you're right. Yeah. The more I think about it, a raw victory doesn't make sense because then Triple H and Stephanie are right, and we're supposed to believe that they think that they're always right anyway, but now it kind of convinces Kurt that they're right. It was the right move to remove uh, Jordan. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, it seems like if Raw wins, that team, which has no business being unified, would be unified and strengthened in their union by their collective victory. Right. Whereas a SmackDown victory doesn't necessarily unify those figures. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with SmackDown.
0: Gonna and it's either
1: going to turn into a Triple H Shane thing or a Triple H Kurt Angle a, thing. I think it's a Triple H Kurt Angle thing. And if, if that's the direction, they can't win because that would not make any sense. I have a feeling that
0: Shane and Kurt are going out immediately. And it's just going to be the talent. Um, obviously, they, they took Angle out of the match, most of the match for TLC, because they're already kind of like, oh, he's old. Like, don't touch him, he'll break. You know, about Kurt Angle. Uh, Shane suffered some injuries falling off the helm cell. Uh, so probably not wise to keep him in the match and take these impact moves. But again, then again it is forever series, so it's actually going to have a tag format, unlike the TLC match, which had no tag format. Um, so it's... It, I'm, I'm, I'm ex- I'm, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm really excited about this match. You know who's going to win? The audience.
1: <laughs> the
0: audience is going to win. It is a difficult decision. Shit, Raw's going to win. They have to win. Raw has to win that match. Wow.
1: Do they? They do. No, I don't know, Darren. I'm going to flip a coin in a minute because I really don't know. I'm sticking with SmackDown. Okay. I think it makes for better stories. It don't... Yeah. yeah, Raw team has to lose so they can splinter into a million pieces. Braun Strowman can't be like cheering, you know, he can't be popping champagne corks. Hold on, with hold Samoa on. Joe. No, no, you're you're right.
0: But also, I'm thinking i basically picked Raw to win most matches too. Right. And I said early on this head to head, head to head, it has to be a give and take. There has to be there has to be some sort of weight to it. But I think for every match except for one, even no, except for two, I say that Raw's going to win three, okay, three. Okay, so out
1: of the eight you picked. Five Raw and three SmackDown. And, oh, well, shit, we've picked the same. Except for the main event, as it stands now, yeah. and I feel like we both might change. I'm going SmackDown
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> SmackDown has to win because so SmackDown itself has to have a good representation. So that's
1: four and four.
0: Okay, then. So
1: yeah, yeah. we're both saying, so wait a minute. We picked all of the same people. Yay! No matter what, We win. So we picked all the same people, and we both went with Raw in the in the five on five, and then both reversed it. Right. Well, because so, that was tough. And, and it go, is tough going
0: into this. The beginning, you said picking who's going to win these matches is already kind of tough because there there's no storyline going forward with the people involved directly involved. You know, especially in the singles matches, that was really hard to do. Um, so it was kind of just like who needs it, who doesn't, who suffers, who doesn't. You know, so, I mean, I, I think SmackDown has to win the, uh, the actual Survivor Series match, so. yeah, All right, that's it. That's it for our head-to-head. Head-to-head. Survival Series 2017. Man, that was tough. That, that was the most, like, okay, but wait a minute. If so-and-so's there, and they do a moonsault, right? right. <laughs> that a little difficult. Uh, so that's it. That's it for us on the whole ref and show. I, I do hope that you enjoyed the episode. I feel like we veered off-topic more than ever on this episode. Uh, we, we enjoyed recording this one. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to it. Did you listen to it? Let us know. There's a lot of ways you can let us know. I'm going to enjoy listening to Okay, good. Well, Darren, if you want, you can let us
1: know on Twitter. I will. I'll, Ref- I'll tweet us. At
0: Refn Show Podcast. That's R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook. Like and share. Also, if you want to, you can send us an email for... Uh, you Know for reasons of asking for worn clothes, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, don't, don't do that. That's weird. Just ask for unworn clothes, yeah. Ask for the unworn stuff, they smell better. Um, you can send us an email at the ref and show at gmail.com, T H E W H O L E R E F N S H O W at gmail.com, or
1: or check us out on Instagram. You know how to spell it. The whole ref show, we spell it out every week. Actually, Perry just spelled it out for the for the other thing, it's
0: it's the refin part,
1: right? See, people wonder like, why do they spell it? We're not stupid.
0: People get the refin part wrong so often yeah. that we have to stress. And I I wish I had the hindsight back back then to be like, well, hold on, because people might get confused. But that's why that's why we spell it out. Yeah, for
1: it's R E F N.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: in, in in real life, in real grammar world, uh, it's R E F apostrophe. Yeah, N. You can't do that. You can't put punctuation in hashtags or in names or emails. So it's REFN. Yeah, so yeah. the whole reference show on Instagram. We love to talk to you and we love your likes. So come like us and talk to us.
0: Yes, indeed. And that is it for us for this TakeOver Wargame Survivor Series weekend episode. I'm stoked. The entire weekend is going to be crazy. Love NXT takeovers. Love I love a good Survivor Series. What can I say? I love
1: a war game. Yeah,
0: this is the most uh, enthusiastic I've been about uh, the the PPV slash network exclusives in a long time. So I'm super stoked. I'm going to enjoy myself. You guys enjoy yourselves as well this weekend. We'll hit you next week on the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole ref and show. By the way, my name is Perry Smith, and my
1: name is Darren Beasley. And we're going to speak at you later. Oh, bye Billy, bye Maggie, bye Fish Face.